here we go. What is up, people? This is Jake from Radio Underland, and we are having one hell of a shit show already because we can't get anything going live on Facebook. And uh, Jack's not here for me to blame. Somebody's microphone's on. Of course their microphone's on. I can hear... I, it's got to be Jeff. Every time there's noise on the, on the show, it's Jeff. It's Jeff. He's, he's rattling his keys. He's... He's oh, oh, he just muted himself. You nice. had me muted, so it wasn't me. <laughs> okay, all right. So anyways, this is Jake from Radio Underland, and we are back tonight. Uh, yeah, we've been struggling trying to get live for the past 43 minutes, and that didn't really work out. But we're live now. So, you know, in case you were wondering, we're live now. So uh, who all's here tonight? Mom's here. Tom. <laughs> Missy's here. And uh, background. over here. Hi guys. And Aaron. What's up guys? Yeah. Yeah, you got this uh this whole this whole broadcasting with Zoom and I don't know what's going on. Now, I mean, uh, Facebook just released their app Messenger and they're trying to compete with Zoom. They're they're they're, they're making it so it's available on like a uh, desktop and stuff like that. So it's got kind of the same feel of uh, a Zoom call. So I don't know if they're trying to compete with Zoom and if they're blocking the Zoom calls going live on Facebook or what, but it's been a shit show, I can tell you that. So, anyways, uh, hey Steph, what's uh, what's going on new in Riverside now that uh, you know? Now that we're in week, whatever week we're in now, does anybody even know how long we've been quarantined? Uh, this is the beginning of the third week. Beginning of the third like, week. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, three, three weeks. Three weeks. This is three weeks for me out of work. Three weeks out of work. This is sixteen. I'll tell you what, time is creeping by so slow. It feels like I just took like a, a massive edible three weeks ago and it's just creeping by. Hold on, Christopher's. <laughs> oh, I, I, now I have to manage the participants too? Okay, all right, I can do that. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, so, Steph, is anything like down your way? Is it, is it still, I mean, they're not looting on the streets. They're not doing anything like that down there, right? No, no, no. I just crazy. don't know if everybody can use Yesterday was the beginning of the official change they say they're supposed to wear a mask when you leave the house but the sheriff of riverside county says he won't be enforcing it he so. won't be well hmm yeah but do you think you think okay just because the sheriff says it, just because the sheriff's saying that he's not going to enforce it do you think that i mean i have a feeling well, if you're be stupid not to though unless riverside pd picks up the slack they're pretty much going to well, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm saying, I bet you anything, if you're a group of 16-year-old boys and you're riding around on your bicycles downtown Riverside, um, I bet you the cops are going to stop you and do something. Hold on, i got to add more people. Hey, I don't like this they being said, the host they shit. Said early, they said earlier today that until the county has, until they can hand out masks, they're not going to enforce it. So supposedly they ordered masks to hand out. But, like, it's stupid not to go out time. with a mask. Like, if I didn't have a mask, I wouldn't fucking go out. I'd order stuff through Instacart. Like, I just don't see people wanting to go out there without a mask and thinking like, oh, I'll be fine. Well, the isn't mask there like isn't, a thousand dollar fine for not going out with a mask? I, I don't, I, I didn't hear, this is awesome. I couldn't hear what anybody said. <laughs> Oh, I hear a growling dog. I hear that. You. It's going gonna, it's gonna to protect everybody else. 
Yeah, from see, you. The, see, that's that's the whole thing. The whole thing with the philosophy of the miss. You have a dog growling. You sound like Carol Baskins in the goddamn motherfucking Puppy Tiger King. What do you want me to do? I don't God know. Dang, Carol Baskins. Yeah, Carol Baskins fucking with our show. But I. It, but the thing with the mask is, the mask is going to protect you, but it's going to protect. It's going to protect the people around you if you happen to be a carrier that doesn't know that you have it. So that the way that it works is if everybody wears a mask, it keeps them from expelling their shit and infecting other people. But at the same time, the homemade mask and all that kind of stuff, they're like good enough to, to prevent your, like, what do they call it, Air, aerosol, aerosolized virus from getting out if you happen to have it. But it's not necessarily good enough to keep you from inhaling it from somebody else. So the idea is... If everybody, if every, when you're wearing a mask, it's to protect others. And if everybody wears a mask, then it works. It works right. on that as far as getting out. Somebody's mm-hmm. yelling, what? Oh, it's Chris. <laughs> okay. So that's the, that's the deal with the mask. That's why it's so important to wear it. So, I mean, that's what's going on. I think LA, or well, no, Riverside had, had it in place a few days ago. San Bernardino got it in place today. Um, I just was sent something from LA's, uh, L- Chris, you, you're on here. Do you have your mic on? Because, yeah, uh, yeah, I am. yeah, I'm here. yeah because you're telling me about what, what did they release in, uh, for LA County today? So as of Thursday night at midnight, any essential business, it's required for the workers to wear masks and the businesses must provide it. And that's within the city of LA, uh, not the county, the city and that businesses have the right to deny entry into an essential business if the patron is not wearing a mask. Okay. All right. So it gives it gives it gives businesses the right to deny service or even allow them in the store if they're not wearing a mask. So I mean I don't know. A lot of good news lately. I mean, everybody's talking about the curves flattening as far as California. They're expecting far less, you know, deaths than originally anticipated. I think even Newsom was uh, had the ability to send out 500 beds to help in New York, uh, our, our ventilators um, that we had in excess at this time. So hold on. I got to admit somebody else in. I got admin duties. He did say, though, today that um, the separation could go into June. The separation could go into June, and so right now we're in. Damn. Yeah, that's yeah the, what do you say? I heard too, Tom. It was because like we we're gonna peak probably end of April, beginning of May, and so you have to come down off the backside of that. Yeah, he said social distancing is likely to go into June. Well, you know, I heard I heard another I heard another um, scientist talking about this, and it's and they're talking about this social distancing and stuff. And they're saying that, that we're going to hit like four waves of this stuff, that this won't be the first time. I mean, I mean this, this won't be. We finished this social distancing. They said later on the flu is going to break out again. And because we don't have immunity to it, we're going to have to do this lockdown again. And they expect us to go through four phases of this, four phases where you're, where you're contained uh, and doing the social isolation thing again in the future. Um, so they're talking long term. Now, did anybody uh, did anybody uh, notice that over in Switzerland they're doing things in a completely different way, and they're having pretty damn good results? And they and they, what they were saying there is the scientists like everybody is on this 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 board of of social distancing, but it hasn't been proven. It hasn't even been proven that that works. So what they did in Switzerland is they just put the highest risk people in um, in um, in in quarantine. Uh, basically, anybody that's 65 years or older, or anybody that um, had respiratory issues or some stuff like that. So oh, who's this talking? Is it? Uh, let me. Sorry. Was that you? Carol Baskin? Fucking up the show, Carol Baskin? Yes. 
Yes, it was ah. me. The dog's here. The ah. AAA here. Triple. So they're going. Trip, what nuts. is AAA doing here? They're. I, I thought I heard that. I thought that was somebody else's beeping because I live in the middle of nowhere and I heard a truck beeping. So I was beeping. I was muting everybody else's mic. What is AAA doing I, here? I. I honestly thought it was too, but the dog started going crazy, and I thought it was like in my ears, so I took my ears out. And no, it's here. Uh, I think that guy who bought the van. No. Oh, okay. Well. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. So other than that, I mean, Tom, yours. How's the banking industry going? I mean, can you talk on that at all? Um. So a lot of them are just they're they're cutting their branch hours, um, and they're doing whatever they can to adhere to the social distancing. They've got you know the employees got masks. They've they've ramped up all the you know electronic stuff that people can do to keep people out of the branches. Yeah. So they're doing, they're doing what they can. Oh, fucking Alex, man. How, how, I keep muting <laughs> how Alex and keeps coming out. This is fucking Alex Kelp. Oh, fuck. I got admin duties. Somebody else is wanting to get in. All right. There you go. There you go, Tracy. You're in here, too. All I'm trying to do, how can I lock these motherfuckers that come into the Zoom call and lock them on mute? Because, I mean, <laughs> I, to allow people into the Zoom call when we're doing this is the most stupid thing that we could possibly do because there's assholes like Alex Galvez that are just going to fuck with the show the whole time. Like, anybody cares well, about the show he, anyways. But he has, he has godlike Jake in the background. I know. I want to put up his image without opening up his mic. Hey, Alex. Hold on. Let me talk to Alex. Alex, are you there? Yeah, what's up? Hey, so you're working in the old folks' home now, right? Has there been any uh, corona viral uh, outbreaks there at the old folks' home that you're working at? Actually, no, because we're not accepting any uh, new patients into our place because um, the other places have, our other uh, facilities have been catching that. So our people are just... Staying inside, locking like we lock them inside, sort of ish. Uh-huh. Um, they don't get a, they don't see their family. They, I mean, it's they, a little weird because it's an internment camp. <laughs> yeah. <They're old> <laughs> hey, Alex, are they all old Jews? <laughs> no, they're not. You guys aren't giving them like tattoo numbers or anything like that. Actually, I don't know. I haven't seen that. All right, Alex, but you said some of the other facilities in your organization have had some corona positive um, uh, patients, not, right? Not in, not in ours, just of what I've seen online saying that like two different places had it. All right, so but, so so, what precautions are you taking at the old folks' home? Are, are they allowed to have any visitors right now, or have you totally locked that down where there's no visitors coming into the old folks' home right now? Um, no visitors. Uh, people do walk by and, like, skirting their name, like, their family member's name, just so they could hear them, I guess, but... But, yeah. but doesn't that fuck with the old people that are there? Doesn't it like, I mean, you've, you've got this senile old guy sitting in a room and all of a sudden he starts hearing his name coming from the street. Is that messing with the patients at all? Um, Somewhat, but we also have a big window too that um, they have to call a, a phone number and they could talk to them over the phone. Like they could see them, but they're like, like through a window, I guess. Like All right, they're in jail. It's like it's like they're in prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess. All right. So, so how are okay? I'm assuming like a lot of your patients, they're old. I mean, you're dealing in an old folks' home, and a lot of them are probably have a little bit of they're a little senile or something like that, like Alzheimer's. Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I haven't dealt with any of that, so. 
Okay. Well, I, I was just curious, like, how's the morale of the patients in there that you're taking care of? I mean, are they, I mean, are they panicky? Are they like are a little uneasy because of the current situation? Are, are they Dude, bitching about old. not having visitors? Or they just they're don't old. give a they're, shit? They're ready to die anyway. <laughs> Take one for um, the team. They're already old. They're in a home. You know what I mean? They're eating shitty food, playing checkers all day. Like it's, they're t- they're yeah. ready to check out. So Alex, yeah, how is the morale with your uh, with your constituents of old people? I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. Um. They're they're they are old, um, but very enlightening, Alex. Um, I mean, a lot of them are have been checking out too, like going back to their own homes, I guess. Oh, really? Going back homes with their families? I, yeah, I guess it's voluntary. Yeah, they can't get out of there if they want. Yeah, because when I uh, started, I think we had uh, sixty-eight people, and now we're down to like fifty-two. Oh, so a, a nice little percentage has actually taken off and gone home. Now, Alex, I've heard that like these old folks' homes are basically like swingers' clubs, where there's a lot of old people just bouncing from room to room and banging and stuff. Have you encountered any of that? Like walked in on any old people banging it out or anything like that? No. No. Have you guys started a fight club? Dude. No, not yet. Yeah, you I'll totally do should do that uh, when I go back on Thursday. <laughs> All right, Alex. Thank you. I'm gonna mute you now. Okay. And I'm not even okay. going to comment on your background because you just fucked up. Like, why do you have... Okay, hold on. Why do you even have... Do you have that image on your computer, or did you just go and find it online real fast? I have this image on my phone. <laughs> God. All right, okay. I just put the other one up, too. Yeah. Okay. His background picture? Yeah, his background picture. Me in a freaking wig. Uh, speaking of wigs... Uh, Miss, you look a little different tonight. Is uh, what I can't quite put my finger on it, but what's different about you tonight? My lashes. Your lashes and your hair is that's absolutely normal. Yeah. Mhm. It's totally normal. All right, I'm about ready to give up on the show already. <laughs> okay. All right, so. Um, Oh shit! That didn't take long. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's like one, it's one of those things when you try to start the show and like you know you're you're trying to get things going and then everything is going wrong and you're kind of like, what the fuck are we doing? What the, why are we here? Why what's going on? But then I was listening to some other podcasts. You know, a lot of people have been starting podcasts right now, and um, everybody thinks that it's easy to do from their home and all that other kind of stuff. And I, I listened to a couple of them, and I thought, well, you know, maybe we're not so bad. But tonight it's going to be bad. Guarantee it's going to be bad. I've been waiting for, for 10 minutes to just log into my news app, which I can't even get into because my internet yeah, sucks. Just, all right. I just have dogs going crazy here. So I'm trying to keep them all calm. Yeah, and the one night that I don't use a close mic, I use a distance mic that picks up everything in the neighborhood, then I've got a freaking semi-truck behind me trying to jumpstart a, a 1985 Astro van. So, yeah, it's just fucked up from the get-go. All right, so uh, you guys saw that um, that Major League Baseball is thinking about coming back uh, with crowdless gameplay. Um to get the over in Arizona to get the regular season up and running. Uh, the proposal would use the spring training facilities to play the games as half the league's teams have facilities there. Who gives a shit, right? Does anybody, is anybody I think it's re- stupid? Yeah, does anybody really care about sports that much? I mean, it took, to me, no. it's like I see people yeah. online. I see people Absolutely. online. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris really, okay, all right. Because I see up people online and they're really bitching about not having sports and then it would help them out in this time. And maybe that's just me because I'm not a sports fan, period. So I really don't care. Like the, the last thing that I want to see online is a, uh, a baseball game right now. But Chris, you think that that would help people out having a little baseball to watch? Well, first off, yeah, because the Dodgers finally going to be on TV this year in LA, which is kind of a big deal after yeah. seven years of not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it is because you know Disney's pretty smart and stuff like that. They realize that there's two live action things that people watch now in real time. It's the news and sports. You know, we we are inundated with news every day. We can watch all that stuff, but everything else we watch besides that is usually pre-recorded or on DVR. So to be able to watch something as a community live that isn't so down and depressing, I think would be good for everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. If they keep everybody in Arizona and it's, and it's crowdless play, you know, I, I guess it makes sense and they can get away with doing that. But, but watch. It, and, they, the same, and the same thing is the NBA, the NBA proposal is to move the league to Vegas and use the empty hotels to quarantine the players and play the rest of the NBA season in Vegas. I'm down with that. That makes sense. I just don't. I don't but like the, the but idea. The players can't stay six feet away from each other. It's silly. It's fine though. It's like your quarantine bubble. You know what I mean? The teams aren't allowed to go. I mean, they'd have to stay away from their families. That's the hard part, you know. So they'd uh, create a bubble of just the players and the uh, personnel. They also talked about that they're not going to have umpires. It's all going to be replay and um, a computer umpire. Huh. That's well, interesting. That's really interesting. So they um. Go ahead, sorry. I mean, they, they got to be safe some way. So, I mean, it makes sense. But, but people still want sports. Themselves? Yeah, but I mean, with the players themselves, as long as it's a quarantine group, you know what I mean? Where they've got, what? I mean, how many players in the NBA would be camped out in Vegas if they started a league there? A couple hundred training staff and all that kind of stuff. Maybe 300, maybe 500 people. But if those 500 people are isolated from everybody else, I don't see the harm in it. But the problem is going to be is they'll start this shit, and then the second one player or somebody gets coronavirus, they're going to shut it all back down again. Watch. You just watch. Even if it gets no, up and going. They did the already one, have breakouts. Yeah, the one player from, um, I think it was Denver that got it, he's already been cleared. Yeah, 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 but what I'm, I'm, what I'm saying yeah. is if they start this league play up, <laughs> whether it's Major League Baseball or – let me mute Jeff while he's coughing his corona everywhere. Uh, whether it's Major League Baseball, whether it's basketball, whatever it is, they'll have this little community. They'll get it going, but the second somebody tests positive, they're going to shut it all down again. I'm, I'm just saying, just watch. Even if it gets off the ground, I bet you it won't last that long before somebody gets corona and they shut it all down. That's just, that's just what I think. Well, I mean, that's what they're going to do. They're going to shut it down if one player gets it because then they're going to have to quarantine everyone else that was around that one player. That's what happened to Utah Jazz people. But at the same time, they're going to have to roll it out somehow. I mean, uh, I, you know what I saw that was interesting today is, like, we've had this conversation before that, like, okay, when they open up Disneyland, Disneyland's going to be bouncing off the walls and it's going to be jam-packed and everybody's going to go to Disneyland. But financial forecasters were predicting that it's going to take Disneyland two years to recover from this hit that they're taking from the coronavirus. I did see that over in China, at China, at all of the, um, like, national landmark, landmarks or outdoor places, like tourist, tourist destinations, wow. that in China, they opened that stuff back up and it was jam packed over in China. So 
Uh, Alex is raising his hand, and Alex, if this is you hitting on somebody, because Alex is already sending out troll messages in this Zoom chat. He's already asking. He says, Eric's cute. Miss Alex is after your cousin, Eric. <laughs> I don't know. That's, no, okay. So, I'm sorry, Eric, in advance. <laughs> my hand is raised, okay? Alex, uh, yeah, what's your hand? Or your hand is raised. Go ahead, Alex. Take the floor. Take the floor. Go ahead. Lower. I, I just lowered your hand. There. Go for it, Alex. <laughs> um, for us, what I heard for MLS that we were gonna have um, us, like he's a professional players. player us. in the league. Us. Us. For, for us. For LASP. For LASP, <laughs> what I heard is that we're having three players um, play together, like. Uh, so we're so the players are gonna start practicing again, and um, from that they're only gonna have three players each, and they're all gonna play together. So if those three get sick, um, they don't affect everyone, I guess. What? Uh, you're, you're, wait a minute, three players together? You're talking about just uh, straight up like uh, practice or, or practice? Yeah, you're not talking. You're not talking yeah. about three on three games, right? No, 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 just practicing. So they're going to roll it out three people at a time having practice time together in groups of three and see how that goes. And they're, like, they're going to start prepping to have some actual games. That's what you're saying? Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. Shit, how long is that going to take? Did they give any like estimated timeline of when they're thinking about actually starting to play games? No, um, everything is still up in the air. I did see that um, that NASCAR was doing that online online video game racing. Did he? Hold on. Now I got the camera locked on Alex. How the fuck did that happen? Uh, all right, fuck it. Who cares? All right. Uh, did anybody happen to tune in to the NASCAR doing the um, um, online gaming? Did anybody see that at all? Yeah, it was nope, pretty comical to watch. That was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool to watch them do that. Stupid. Why? Okay, there we go. Hold on. Tom, you said that you saw it? Yeah, I thought I watched a little bit of it. I thought it was pretty neat watching them do it. I mean, it's it's dumb, but it's it's neat in concept that you've got real NASCAR drivers driving virtual cars. And it's so so. I mean, that's a whole different skill set. Of course, it's nothing like auto racing. I mean, no. did, who did, did do you do you remember who won? Did you watch it to the end? I did not. No. Because I saw that Rita Wilson, that's Tom Hanks' wife, right? Rita Wilson? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I heard that she sang the national anthem. So she's recovered from the COVID-19, is back in business and all that other kind of stuff. I just, I don't like the idea of crowdless sports. I just think, like, I watched some of the wrestling this weekend. Oh, and it, oh it's terrible. Stupid. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't watch WrestleMania. It was, it was just way, it was way bad. Was it? I mean, I, did they do it in a stadium or did they do it at some other like remote location? Because I mean, they don't need to be in a stadium to do a WrestleMania now. They could do it anywhere. Where was the location of WrestleMania? They did it at the Performance Center. At just a small venue, a smaller venue. Okay. And then they had one. They had one offsite uh, match. It was like a boneyard match with the Undertaker and somewhere else. That was pretty cool. But it just with no crowd, it just it takes away the. It, it just takes away the excitement of it when you watch it. The yeah. Crowd now, baseball baseball has a plan for that, though. So baseball said that they would mic every player, and that would be how the broadcast would go down. Because we'd now actually get to be... hear the crack of the bat. We'd oh. hear, like, you know. The players having talking mic, shit. Now, that would be pretty cool, having a mic down. So that means the Astros don't have to bang anything anymore? Yeah, we totally hit the trash can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so I, I mean, they'll do that, and then all of a sudden, teams are going to get fined for players cussing on the field because there's no way, there's no way you can go from zero to being mic'd up and adapt to that as a player and be able to FCC censor your mouth and stuff like that, especially when the pressure's they on. They mic players all the time. They mic players all the time. Yeah, but what I mean, what's the FCC going to do when they start dropping the f bomb and everything going there's, out on the broadcast? There's usually like a five. There's usually like a five second delay, so they're uh, usually trying on top of it. Just like regular TV, I guess. All right. That's an angry fucking dog. <laughs> That's a fucking Someone's gremlin. She's she. No, it's not a stomach. That's my littlest one growling I know, I just for no reason at all. Watch, I'll even show you guys. There's she one. like no one is touching her, and she goes that crazy. Jake, Missy, whatever you do, do not feed that dog after midnight. <laughs> Jake, you might wake up to twenty-seven more. <laughs> Don't get her wet. <laughs> Why is your dog freaking out? No idea. No idea. Because I'm holding her. Ooh. She was freaking out on my lap, let alone me holding her. She is like the most evil dog in the world. Demon dog. All right. Whatever. She really is. Sit down. All right. So, in, in, uh, in, <sighs> shit. Well, okay. I hear somebody dying in the background. Don't know who that is. Mike's not muted. Of course, he's not muted. Fucking who, Mike, who gives a shit? All right. I can still hear Mrs. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm muting myself right now. <laughs> Jake, you look so amused over there. Ah, uh, you know what? Cue <laughs> hey, the circuit more amused than oh, those, shit. Uh, tag post he gets. Carol fucking Baskin. If only people could see your face. <laughs> Yeah, so. Hey, Jake, what are the four names you go by? <laughs> right? You know what? And Jeff, Jeff, you're the motherfucker that started all this shit. I fucking swear, dude. It's always Jeff. I, every alert that's coming in on my fucking phone from Facebook is like, yo, you're on so-and-so's drinking team, or you're on so-and-so's quarantine team, or... I mean, I, I don't understand what is so fucking amusing about these fucking... I, I don't even... What do you call those things? What do you call those? Where you just... just time killers. <laughs> time killers. No, what are they? There's got to be a name for them. Where, where you just... Where time you just, killers. Is surveys, that what they're called? And they, were the, they were the surveys or the... It's, not, even it's just not saying that you're going to die if you don't you know, it out. All this shit that he talks, but yet he fills them out. I feel You know why? Because he still like, filled it out. No, because like if I don't want to fill something out, I just bypass it and ignore it. Like mm, I didn't see it. I mean, I saw it, but I pretend I well, didn't. Well, I was see trying it. to do it to be fucking nice, but I'm I'm over it. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's doing. <laughs> fuck it. You know, they get tagged in these. You're on my drinking team. You're the sexy bartender, or you're the fucking whatever, the one that runs naked through the bar. I'm and, the one that came out naked. Yeah, I got that on one of yep. them too. And 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 these freaking things. I'm I'm over it. I'm done. I'm just saying it. I'm just putting it out there because next person that tags me, I'm not going to respond. And it's not me being rude. Just don't fucking tag me in it because they're. I, I swear, the bartending one. I spent. I spent 
there was like, I got like five of them. Five of them. Who's on your drinking team? And then I got fucking copy and paste and post that shit to fucking, nah, I'm done. I'm done. It's it's stupid. It, I, I don't understand how that's entertaining. How is that fucking entertaining? It's nothing. It's nothing. Who what? gives a fuck what? who your sexiest bartender is? Nobody gives a fucking shit. I don't give a shit about who, what Jeff's four fucking names are that he uses either. And he's well, I'm glad that you're not going to respond anymore because yeah. then you won't tag me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you watch on TV? And this is why. And this is why we need sports. Well, that maybe. Is a valid point. Chris. Maybe that is a valid point. If you if you know me, what are one of my tattoos? Well, fucking who gives? I don't. You got tattoos all. You got ugly fucking ass tattoos all over your body. Like I'm sick of t- taking pictures of knowing what your tattoos are. I think people don't even notice people's tattoos anymore. I mean, you just see ink. You just see ink. You don't even look at it and say, "Oh, what's that?" I mean, Jeff has a Jeff. Don't you have a big fucking Raiders tattoo on your arm? Yeah. Yeah. A okay. Big shitty one. Yeah. Well. Mm. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you know, who is having a good time? And this is, you know, okay, zoo animals. We've been talking about Joe Exotic. We've been talking about, I mean, not tonight, but we've been talking about in general as far as civilization. But, you know, for years we've had all these pandas in captivity where we can't get them to procreate because whatever. Well, apparently it's been the people tapping on the goddamn motherfucking glass that have been stopping pandas from fucking because once the zoo shut down, Ying Yang and Lele. Now they're fucking. Now they're fucking. People started, you know, little little fucking, you know, four-year-olds tapping on the glass and wiping their churro hands and snotting on the glass. You finally left the pandas alone, and now they can fuck. Because Ying Ying and Lele are prized pandas of Hong Kong Zoo, and since their arrival in 2007, their keepers have been trying desperately to get them to mate naturally. Now, without any visitors to distract, it looks like they've once again started to find that romantic panda spark. The pandas have been spotted getting handsy, Really? They, and that's in the article? The, the, they're feeling each other up? That's what it says. It says the pandas have been getting handsy. Like, is, is, the, is, the, mama, is the girl panda giving the guy a hand job? What's, what's, what do you mean a panda's getting handsy? It's probably like a piece of bamboo, like, dangling in their mouth, like, oh, wait, you're a dirty panda. <laughs> well, anyways, the pandas, the pandas have been spotted getting handsy with each other and chasing the other's scent markings, telltale signs of preparations for breeding season. But it'll be a while before we know anything as panda baby gestation takes anywhere from 72 to 324 days. God damn, them pandas are pregnant for almost a goddamn year. Huh. Uh, Imagine that though, it took them, it took them 10 years to get them to mate. 10 years to mate and uh, we cut All the it took was to take away the people. Yeah, taking away the people and now they're- I saw that uh, which you know what? Queen is air now. Which, you know what? That's so fucked up. Could you imagine? They probably miss boning each other and they couldn't because they never had time alone. And now they're like, woohoo! You know, but the other thing is that that tiger, that tiger at the Bronx Zoo that caught the coronavirus. I mean, everybody's been telling us from the get-go that, oh, your, your cat and your dog can't catch coronavirus. But, well, this tiger got it. Yeah. Which, if the tiger can get Excellent it, commentary. then the dog and the cat can get it. But the big thing is, how did the tiger get it? That's the key question. That's the question. Well, they're saying, well, they're saying Carol that he Baskin. was around. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay. Well, I, didn't, I didn't mean to put it into that. Uh, but, Tom, the new PlayStation 5 is going to be coming out. Are you going to get it? Of course. Really? 
I don't know. know the answer to that question. Yes. Is is that? Well, the I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to do both. Like I'm. I'm going to probably pick one and then I'll buy the other one. What do you mean, pick one? Is there two consoles coming out? All, all I've heard about is the PlayStation Five. Yeah, and Xbox. Uh, the Xbox One X is coming out in the end of the year as well. Well, what are you playing right now? Xbox mainly. Xbox. But mainly. I bounce. But I bounce back and forth. It's see, it all comes down to exclusive titles with the systems. That's really what. But there's not a lot of exclusivity anymore now. So now it's just a preference on which one you want to be on. Yeah, the game makers are making games more multi-platform and putting it out for everybody. Except Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't get all the games, do they, on the Switch and stuff like that? No. And they just, they can't, they do what, what they want to do, and they don't give a shit what everybody else is doing. But Nintendo's always and been so, that way. So, like, you know, everyone's on that, like, Nintendo Switch, like, thing right now, like, for that stupid Animal Crossing Animal game Crossing. or whatever. Yep. It's like Farmville uh, for Nintendo. Yeah, so I was like, okay, let's see how much one of these little switches are. So I go online to look for one because obviously I'm bored. And I was like, no freaking way am I spending three, four hundred dollars on a switch for a stupid Farmville game that I can get on Facebook for free? Yeah, most of those prices are inflated because they're sold out everywhere. Yeah, a, Still. a standard switch light should run you no more than $199. Yeah, 200 and the Switch is 3 Well, nobody... Yeah, the, light, the lights suck, though. You can't hook them up to the TV. No, oh, that's you, true. You can't, but, yeah, but, again, a light should not run you any more than 199 and then Animal Crossing itself is 60 bucks. Yeah, now my son, yeah. Jake, Jacob, he got that Animal Crossing game the other day, and he said it's the stupidest freaking game he's ever played in his life. And I, I, you know, it's one of those social games, right? Where you got to go around to each other's. Fun. Has anybody in here played the Animal Nintendo Animal game? Not the nope. new one. Not I, the new I one. played the old ones. Huh. Nintendo always has that way of just making these games that I mean, it's like the it's 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 not Pokemon, but they they ha they've always had this knack of making like these like socially interactive kind of game type shit that just people get sucked into and they suck. Like the, the like the Pokemon game on the phone. Uh, that's not a Nintendo game, but that was just a game. It's a it's a social game. You can like connect with uh, whatever. It just I, there's no that way you could ever play fun, that. Though. It was well, okay. I mean, especially at Disneyland when you were in line or stuff like that, or just walking around, just catch Pokemon. What about just games like Super Mario Kart? I think I think on the Switch they're up to. It's there. You can eight. get a Switch. That's the only one I want to play, but I don't want to spend $400 to play the stupid game. And I want to play the drinking game version, which is way more entertaining. Oh, oh Mario Kart? Dude, I want to do that so bad, but yeah. Put an old 64 drinking version. Yep, I'm down. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. How, how would you play the drinking game on the, uh, on the so I, it's Super pretty, Mario Kart? It's pretty Kart. simple. So what you do is everyone gets a beer race, and... At any point, you can drink your beer or you can drive your car, but you can't do both at the same time. And you can't no drinking finish. and driving. You cannot finish until your beer is done. So the strategy is, is so you do you put your controller down to drink your beer first, or do you race ahead and wait at the finish line to finish your beer? Oh, it's, and you have to complete both. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That would be yeah. that make for an exciting game. I could see that. I could definitely see and that. And you can't drink and drive, so it doesn't teach you to drink and drive. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> so anyway, so we all heard that Netflix is releasing another episode of the Joe Exotic whatever TV show. Now, Joe, I can get behind Tiger that. King. Tiger King. Yeah. So uh, isn't it supposed to be released this week or something like that? Did anybody get the details on that? Either this that, week or next week. I forgot. That's what Jeff Lowe said. Jeff Lowe said that it was recording two days ago. So I can't. Could they turn it out that fast? In two can. days? No, I don't think they could release it in two days. Uh, that, that's pretty I mean, damn they fast. Can. It's probably just going to be like another maybe 20 minute, 30 minute episode of anything. But yeah. it's going to be an hour long one. I can imagine. I can I'm imagine. Sure they've probably been filming. Yeah, I can imagine the Net- Netflix execs are all over their fucking editors sitting in a room trying to edit that episode down. But I wonder what they're going to cover in it. Well, probably, they're probably just, it's probably going to be more of an update show that's going to show exactly where Joe Exotic, what's going on with him legally and all that kind of other stuff, and then interview some other people. But I remember uh, somebody that is a part of our, our friends here used to live in the same neighborhood as Jeff. And they were, they were telling stories of not too long ago. Uh, in the you know within the last year or two the fbi and stuff raiding his place so uh i mean as far as we know no there's been nothing legally filed against jeff right except by joe joe filed like a 90 million dollar lawsuit against him (laughs) from prison (laughs) and what is the obsession with the oakley hats i mean (laughs) the jeff guy the jeff he's trying to get rid of his big ass forehead i guess so i don't know have you seen the rumor that that was that was Carol Baskin's first? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. He yeah. does look like him though. He but does. When he the does. husband is older, it doesn't look like him at all though. But yeah, it does when he was younger. And if you watch, if you watch David, no, that's a different guy, right? That's a different guy. That those are yeah. two different guys. Yeah. Oh, is it? I thought it was like. No, no, those those are two different guys. That was her first but, husband. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The first husband, not the new one. That's the not the one that's not in the tiger's belly. The one that's in the tiger's belly. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, the, mm, go ahead. Your dog's growling. You already got the camera screen. What do What do you want? Nothing. Don't go ahead. Nope, you ruined it. <laughs> ruined it. That is the story of my life. Like all those dogs growling and everything. That's what goes on in our house 24 seven. All I hear is dogs. I try to take a nap. All I hear is dogs, whatever. Well, I'll get past that before Missy gets mad and throws her wig at me or some shit. Uh, but anyways, but if you, if you watch, if you watch David Spade's podcast, though, he's been, he's been interviewing all those guys. And who's the guy, the guy with the, the parent, the guy with the no legs. Oh yeah. 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 He, said, he said, there's a ton of material that they left out. He said that they because sure they filmed for five years. Yeah. Oh, I, and I'm sure there is. I mean, you know, the thing is, is they basically just used the material that they needed to, to tell the story in seven episodes. But I guarantee you, if they were out there for five years, there's so much oddball sideshow footage that they could show. I mean, there's got there. It's just not. Maybe it doesn't contribute to the overall story because they went from point A to point B in the Netflix series. But like, if they wanted to have a reality show about Joe Exotic, I'm sure they got the footage to do that for hundreds of episodes if they're out there filming for five years he said there was a ton they didn't show yeah i I guess carol baskin had another husband that went missing as well two so yeah that's what that's what he said he said that there were two that went missing damn i gotta watch that podcast oh wow yeah i've seen 
Because you know when, when they're you know when they're getting down and they're trying to ed- edit this show for seven episodes on Netflix. There's other there's other details that would probably tie into the story that they probably left out because they just didn't have enough time to venture down every offshoot of what's going on. So yeah, I, I bet you they come out. I bet you they come out with a full blown season two. Well, see, this is where I'm confused. So her first husband, where she had her daughter, right? How did that how how did that husband die? Stop. That's the one that supposedly went into the tiger. Okay, and the old man, what about him? He's still around. Oh, I thought he died. No. Because when no. they interview the, the ex-wife of that guy, Don Lewis no, or whatever his name is. I think she's talking about the husband that was like abusive and she ran away and she met the one next to the tiger's mouth. I gotta go. That's what she's talking about. Not the nuclear one. Like what happened to that guy? Okay, well, what, well anyways, the the article that's out because we all we all heard about that other episode coming out. But Joe Exotic isn't leaving uh, fans TV screens just yet. The Tiger King star is participating in a series coming to inf- investigation discovery called Investigating the Strange World of Z- Joe Exotic. So they're talking about a whole different show coming out on Discovery that's going to. Uh, called Investigating the Strange World of Joe Exotic. An insider told Page Six that the series is going to take a deeper dive into the crime uh, of the disappearance of Jack Lewis, the first husband of exotic nemesis Carol Baskin. Uh, It it isn't exactly clear how Exotic's participation will look in the show as he is currently behind bars. So besides Netflix coming out with another episode this week, this is a whole new show that's going with Joe Exotic that's going to delve into the crime deeper, and it's going to be on the uh, Discovery Channel. Yeah, the I what's their I because they have an ID channel, right? It's all the crime shows. Uh, yeah, it's Investigation Discovery, so that would be the crime shows. Yeah, I did see that earlier in the week that they announced that. Uh huh. So, uh, so I don't know. I'll stay tuned for that. Matthew McConaughey was in the news. Uh, he and his family hosted a virtual bingo game for residents in quarantine at a Texas senior living living facility. Um, well, that's neat. Yeah, I guess last September, the residents and employees of the facility requested the actor, uh, since he is a native of Texas, to join them for bingo. Uh, While he wasn't able to attend, um, the Oscar winner made the event as entertaining as he could. Uh, An employee of the senior living facility wrote about the experience on Facebook, saying, During the time when we are all working to make lemonade out of lemons, we are so humbled that Matthew took a time to play a favorite game with us. As Matthew would say, let's turn this red light into a green light. So I guess uh, they requested him back in September, and he stopped by virtually and played bingo with a bunch of senior citizens. But that's interesting, I guess. I mean... I, what did he call the game? It didn't say whether he called the game or if he was just a participant. I would Dude, he was hilarious kid. in it. He was. Hilarious. Oh, you saw clips of it. Oh yeah, dude. He's like so animated. He was like screaming, like "What's his name?" Got been He was awesome. Wait a minute. So was he calling? Was he calling the beat yeah. again? Oh, like, okay. Yeah, it was rad. And then it was people like cheered out, like he like called their name out and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. All right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a guy to do it. That's your guy. Yeah, I mean, you know all these actors. You know what's interesting is like we're all going through this quarantine, right? And everybody's sitting around, and the one thing that everybody's doing is watching TV, or they're listening to artists perform on Facebook live concerts, or we're, but everything that is getting us through this quarantine process is entertainers, pretty much. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
And it's, it's crazy because the entertainment industry, uh, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of these people make a lot of uh, money, but then there's the vast majority of people that work 100% in the inter entertainment industry. They're, they're not making millions of dollars. It's an everyday job just like everybody else. But a lot of these people in the entertainment industry are, are some of the people that are getting hit, hit hardest by this complete shutdown because a lot of these people in this type of a field, they're independent contractors, whether it's a grip, whether it's a cameraman, whether it's an audio guy. And it's, it's crazy that the one thing that everybody's doing is watching entertainment at, while at the same time, the entertainment industry as a whole, you know, unless you're an A-list actor where you have gazillion dollars in the bank, but the, in, the industry as a whole is one of the hardest hit during this whole fucking time. You know what I mean? And it's like, you take all these people out, What's going to happen next time when, when the new entertainment isn't being made? But like right now, like right now, they're not filming pretty much anything. I mean, the whole industry is on hold. So I know it's going to get crazy once the industry gets back on, on track, you know, where they start making new stuff and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's crazy that like the most important thing during the total lockdown is entertainment. And the people that get fucked the most are one of the groups of people that get fucked the most are people that work in the entertainment industry. It just kind of, and this is why sucks. you need sports again. You just kind of answer yeah. the thing. And that's why you need sports to come back. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but it's like, how do you protect? I mean, there's a lot of 1099 employees and I guess they're getting systems back into place to even compensate the 1099. For those of you that don't know, a 1099 employee is somebody that's kind of like an independent contractor, kind of like what I do, like a lot of people in the entertainment industry do, uh, trying to get some type of a help from unemployment and all that other kind of stuff. But at the same time, uh, yeah, good luck getting through to the unemployment friggin' phone lines. I mean- And that was another big thing today that actually came out from Garcetti is, um, they had that um, that wage guarantee for people who work for companies under 500 employees. They yeah. can take leave and it's fully funded. So the city of L.A. took away the limit on the size of your company. So now if you live within, the, if you work within L.A. city limits, even if your company is Amazon, you can take those 10 days and it's fully funded mm. by the city's fully funding your, con your, your salary. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it makes sense. I, I don't know how we're not going to just fucking bankrupt this whole country, but it, it makes sense at the same time. They were saying that a AMC may not, may not be able to come back. Yeah, they're saying they may the not movie, come back. Movie theater chain, they may not be able to come back out of this. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Some of these multi-gazillion dollar companies that, you know, they get shut down for a month. Well, what's probably going to be two or three months. And they just cannot sustain. They can't keep it together. You know, but at the same time, I also was reading an article. In fact, I had it right here in front of me. Let me pull it back up. But that most business owners, the majority, they're not paying rent on their locations if they don't own the building or whatever. You know, uh, most businesses, they're not even paying rent right now. You know what I mean? So what I'm, what I'm saying is AMC. Okay, AMC, if they're on a stall, their 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 employees are are furloughed. You know what I mean. If if say they quit paying their mortgage or paying the landlord wherever their locations are at, where are they bleeding so bad that they can't survive through this? Well, they it's can't pay that. their they can't pay their loans. Don, no, I, I disagree. What it is, it means as a business, they're carrying debt, and they look at it as a way to write that off, and that's what they're waiting for. You know, most large companies. Um, outside of let's say like, like the top 100, they run on debt. I mean, Kohl's. Let's put, let's talk about big business. Kohl's has ran on debt the entire existence of his company. Kohl's has never been profitable. It constantly puts itself in more and more debt, but it 
promises sales. Uh, Amazon didn't run a profit until three years ago. I mean, those businesses run on debt when they get that large. And what they're waiting for is that bailout to get out of that. You know, that's a way to write off that debt. It's not like movie theaters will go out of business. They'll just do a business change name and start again. I mean, it's not like, you know, that's not possible. But it's you, gonna, they're going to get out of bad leases and, and bad debt, and that's a way for them to look at it. Yeah, but you're also saying that that gives them incentive to play this up, that they're hurting worse than they are. The hope that they get some type of a handout from somebody, whether it be the bank, whether it be the government or whatever, to bail them out and eliminate some of the debt that they have. I mean, so, so yeah. So, so uh, let's put it that way. So, so let's think of what their overhead is. So, I mean, I I've worked in retail a long time, so I I know their square footage there in California at least. They would be paying anywhere a lease month each location twenty to let's say probably forty or fifty thousand for like the larger, bigger things yeah. in month. That's yeah, like, no kidding. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. But you know, you already can. They've already said that they can. You know, most of you know, I can tell you our company, other companies, you're, you know, you're working with your landlords to defer those payments or, or get those cleared. So, you know, what overhead are they talking about? They're not talking about that. There's overhead. that's not going to let them stay in business. They're talking about carried debt that they've yeah. paid this whole time. That yeah. That makes sense. Way to write off. That makes sense. In the article that I was talking about, it was a poll of small business and it indicates only half have made their April rent or mortgage payments. One in four respondents in this poll said their landlords or banks offered some sort of relief. One JP Morgan economist tells the Wall Street Journal that most small businesses with fewer than 50 employees have only 15 days of, of a cash buffer. That's the average. Uh, and meanwhile, Tre- Treasury Secretary Steve Munuchin, um, M- I don't know how to pronounce his name, is expected to ask Congress for an additional $250 billion to fund small business uh, loans. Backed uh, SBA backed small business loans, and it isn't expected to get too much of a pushback from either party. Um, so it looks like they're going to add some more money into that SBA program, which I haven't even heard of anybody actually getting. You know, they released that as the small business. Uh, I, what does the A stand for? SBA. Anyways, they released that loan program last week, but the word that I was getting on it was that the banks had access to the money, but they weren't sure on the lending qualifications. So nobody was really lending on those SBAs yet. They were basically just opening online portals for people to uh, jump in line to make sure that they get in line for when the banks get better regulations from the government. Because I guess the regulations that were coming from the government, as far as the banks, how they lend on those SBAs was a little uh, was a little tricky. Is I bet Eric would know about that if he's still in here. I don't know if he is. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Eric, do you know anything about the SBA yeah. process that's going on right now? Um, not specifically, but generally, when you have public money that comes into the bank, they have um, they have to lend or put a certain amount of a certain percentage of their money out in the community. Maybe uh, small business loans, um, you know, riskier mortgages for lower income, what have you. And there's certain criteria they have to fill. Um, I do have people in the bank, and they're just everything stopping. Even like they're not like doing any kind of loans right now. They're they're freezing all the rates, despite what the Fed's rates are at. Um, banks just holding on to everything. And so to get the SBA loan, uh, yeah, I don't know what the actual lend, lending criteria is, but it's generally, you know. It depends. Like, if it's veteran, it has to have certain percentage veteran ownership. If it's um, small business, it's by size, income. You have to have papers showing your actual income, what your overhead is. So, it's it's going to be a crapshoot, and the banks are just holding on to everything right now. 
Yeah, that's what I heard too. I didn't hear anything different from that. Uh, anyways, Roseanne Barr was on the Norm McDonald show. Uh, he's he's Norm McDonald has uh, Norm McDonald has a show right now uh, called Quarantined with Norm McDonald, and it's a YouTube show about the coronavirus. Uh, Roseanne Barr shared her thoughts on the pandemic, saying, and, "and I quote: I think they're just trying to get rid of all of my generation, the boomer ladies that you know that inherited their you know our widows. They inherited the money, so they got to go wherever the money is and figure out a way to get it from people." So Roseanne Barr's uh, theory is that this is a uh, this this whole thing is just a, a ordeal to get rid of women like her widows and. Who was she a widow of where she wait, got wait, a bunch wait, of Jake, money? Jake, Jake, did you just say that that was on the Norm McDonald podcast? Yeah, the Norm McDonald so that's, uh, that's, YouTube. So that's, that's a quarantine podcast about quarantine comics. Yeah. And they're trying to get rid of, they're trying to get rid of the. That's the Roseanne board. Barr's theory. Their careers have been quarantined. Yeah, same thing. I mean, it, Norm McDonald was a funny guy, but what the fuck happened to him? I mean, he just was he too. He eccentric? made all those off the cuff comments when he became the KFC spokesperson. He got in a bunch of trouble. Yeah, he got him. Yeah, he got himself black. Yeah. He got himself black bar. Black, that's black what I'm saying. Bar. That's what I mean. That was black my joke. Balls. You, you know, yeah, they it, both got black balls to their quarantine. All right, so he was making some racial comments when he was like the uh, the uh, KFC spokesman. Was was it racial stuff? I remember I remember seeing some articles about that, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Can't, I can't remember what he said, but he, when he was Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I mean, I could see Norm doing that, but you know, it, it's funny because I was watching Netflix has a new special out, and it's basically at the Kennedy Center at the Kennedy Center, and it's uh, Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle won the Mark Twain. Uh, comedy person of the year or something like that, and they've got the special up on Netflix. And it's, you know, Dave Chappelle, he's one of those guys, he says a lot of thought-provoking stuff, but he, I mean, he definitely gets racial. He doesn't, he, he's, he's, he's kind of unfiltered. He doesn't, he doesn't shy away from jumping over the line. But you got a comedy guy like Dave Chappelle, and he's at the top of the charts getting awards, the Mark Twain Award for Comedian of the Year. And then you got a guy like Norm MacDonald, that said a couple of racial things. You know he was probably joking. Well, you know, Norm kind of has that look where he probably is a, he probably is racist. Never mind. <laughs> That's why my whole argument is invalid because I just think about Norm MacDonald. Maybe he is a little racist. And then, and, and Roseanne, if I remember right too, she had like a traumatic brain injury. She's kind of like on a Gary Busey scale. Like they say that she went nuts. Well, remember when she ran for president? Yeah, but they, that was her before that. She was in like a horrific, I think, motorcycle or car accident where she was had like she? that traumatic thing like Busey did. Wait a minute. Are you saying that Gary Busey, the reason why he is like so nutty and everything is that did he suffer an accident and get the way that he is now? He So, yeah, he was in an almost fatal motorcycle accident without a helmet on. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. But that guy's on a whole fucking different plane. Yeah, okay. it was right after, like, Johnny Utah, like, right after Point Break, it happened. Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, but Roseanne Barr, but I, I've, seen, I've seen interviews. Well, Roseanne Barr, she had that, that television show here, what, what was that, like, two years ago, where she went for a little bit? And Roseanne. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I know, but they, they oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a, re, a rejuvenation of the show Roseanne, and then she went on Twitter, and she made some off-colored remark on Twitter, and then they shut her down immediately. But, I mean, how long ago was this accident? Because at that time, just about a year or two so ago, that, whatever she, it was, when, she was when fine. She was on, when she was on Rogan, they, they, Rogan talks about it. Like, if you have Rogan, Rogan's, like, her biggest defender because, like, he honestly believes that she's on that Gary Busey thing where she had 
a crazy car accident, and that's what changed her. Oh. So she actually realizes that something that she's a different person after that accident. And also, by the yeah, way, it kind of like and Tracy Morgan are the same thing right now, right? You watch Tracy Morgan kind of go through that same. Thing. I haven't seen Tracy Morgan post accident, um, so I don't know. Is he a little fucked in the head too? He's definitely he, he's definitely off where he was. He's not. He's definitely not the same type. Of yeah, movie. I agree with that. Yeah, brain injuries are yeah, a motherfucker, man. Me a text. So Roseanne Barr was in. Have such a bad motorcycle or a car accident when she was younger that she was institutionalized for five years. Okay, so it was before she be so it was before she became. Yeah, she's been had this crazy thing the whole time. So they're thinking that like these these um, like it's progressed the issues that progressed with her brain and how she acts and how mm-hmm. she handles herself. Yeah, she had a TBI when she was in like uh, high school. What's a TBI? Traumatic, traumatic brain, brain injury. injury. Okay, I figured it out as I was asking the question. Okay, well, by the way, so 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 in other words, Roseanne is a uh, she's she's a, a, in a protected class because she's mentally handicapped a little bit. That's a good point. Well, and the funny thing, the reason why I say that is because when Norma's talking about uh, talking to her about what she's doing during this coronavirus quarantine. Uh, she said to keep busy while self-isolating. Barr said that she is researching the perfect lawsuit related to getting booted from her sitcom in 2018. She blames Ambien, anti-Semitism, and her co-star Sarah Gilbert in that order. So uh, she's, according to her, she's planning on like putting some type of a lawsuit together to go after whatever network she was on when she was doing that reboot Disney. of the Roseanne. Was it Disney? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, ABC. And well, I remember, and I remember her early on saying that it had something to do with her being on Ambien. With Ambien, yeah, yeah, I, I do remember her saying that. So I mean, I mean, on that on that note alone, she could go after the drug manufacturer and say that the side effects affected her in losing her job. But when you take when you're taking a medication like that, don't you kind of like assume the liability of that the, there's side effects that are mentioned and you know don't operate heavy mach- mach- machinery, uh, don't get on Twitter and talk about black people or whatever the fuck she did? Um, does she assume some of that? I mean, it seems like there's some type of legal precedence there. If if her if she can get a doctor to say that, oh, she said these things because she was fucked up on Ambien, okay, but does Ambien have a way out by saying, yeah, but in our disclaimer, it says that our product will turn you into a racist motherfucker. Yeah, I don't think that's one of their side effects. If she wants to get in a lawsuit between a pharmaceutical company and Disney, that's not where you want to be. Oh, she better have some fucking deep pockets if she's going to do that. I mean, I'm sure she has money, but she doesn't have money like suing Disney and, and a pharmaceutical company kind of money. If she does that kind of shit, she's going to end up dead on a helicopter just like Kobe Bryant. Woo! <laughs> Did you listen to that podcast yet? No. I, you know what? I, I haven't. Barely. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what I haven't done is like I'm sitting. I, 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 I listen to podcasts when I drive, and I'm not driving anywhere. So. And I keep meaning to listen to those podcasts, but I haven't listened to any podcasts recently because, I mean, we're sitting at home and I'm watching stuff. I got stuff on in front of me all the time, whether it's just a news channel or whatever. He's on YouTube. They're on YouTube. Oh, I can watch it. Oh, if I can. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So now I need to search that podcast you're talking about with all the conspiracy theories. And for the people that are, nobody's listening to this shit anyways, but I'll tell you what, for the people that may happen to listen to this, what was the name of that, of that show? If they could watch it on YouTube. Uh, it's Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. 
Tinfoil Howe with Sam Tripoli, and he's had all, all kinds of uh, fucking crazy guests lately talking about everything from the 5G conspiracy and everything else. Well, I know what we'll be doing tomorrow. Yeah, Sam Tripoli. All right, so the Walt Disney Company has launched a new free website for families and kids to use while staying at home. Disney Magic Moments offers content from several of Disney's companies, including Marvel, 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 <laughs> Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Marvel, Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, and National Geographic. Disney oh, theme parks oh, are also included on the website, offering fans the experience of seeing some of its famous rides. So uh, Disney is, uh, I guess, I guess it's kind of like a, a educational slash type of website to get some material for kids specifically for free uh, during this time of the pandemic. So. I guess that's cool. I hear somebody peeing. <laughs> I think it's the sink. Not me. Did we lose it's Steph all Is Steph still there? No, he just No, he oh, said his laptop died. Oh, his laptop died. His laptop died. died so, and his, yeah. His <laughs> laptop died and his charger was in the truck and it's raining, so yeah, no. <laughs> See, it doesn't take much to like, whoever was peeing. Yeah, that, that it doesn't take much to get Steph knocked out of the show. He's like, "Oh fuck, my laptop died. Charges in the car. I'm gonna roll a joint and get back to you." <laughs> oh that man, like a good time. Yeah. So, oh, oh, I thought this was interesting because R. Kelly, R. Kelly. Now, uh, Takashi Six Nine. He's out of he's out of he's out of jail right now uh, because of this whole coronavirus, and he already was tweeting and going after uh, Mayor Garcetti uh, because Garcetti was uh, it, he was Garcetti was telling people that they need to snitch on their neighbors that aren't following quarantine. And uh, Takashi Six Nine kind of put up something that's kind of like, well, that's kind of ironic because we all know Takashi Six Nine is the biggest rat that's ever lived. Um, so Takashi Six Nine is, uh, yeah, what? Takashi Snitch 9? Yeah, Takashi Snitch 9, exactly. Well, there's one other uh, famous person that's trying to get out of prison uh, or uh, because of this whole coronavirus, and that is R. Kelly. Well, unfortunately oh, for the pissing beast R. Kelly, um, he will remain behind bars after being denied early release. The 53-year-old filed requests with federal judges in Chicago and Brooklyn to await his upcoming trials under house arrest, arguing that his age and recent hernia surgery put him at high risk for catching the coronavirus. Um, but Ann Donnelly, a federal judge in Brooklyn, denied the request, noting there have been no reported cases of COVID-19 among the singer's fellow inmates. Kelly would have needed approval from judges in both Chicago and Brooklyn to be released. So Takashi 69 gets out. But the pissing R. Kelly is still left in prison. Prisoner yeah, jail, wherever he's he at. He gets COVID-19. Yeah, was, uh, well, you know, R. Kelly, yeah, I don't know. But he ain't going anywhere. That's what he's not doing. He's going to get the she was in 19. Yeah. So Tori Spelling, miss, you know who Tori Spelling is, right? 90210. Yes, 90210. Tori Spelling is facing heat after announcing a virtual meet and greet with fans. The Beverly Hills 90210 star announced the video call on Instagram telling followers that there were only 20 spots available. And get this. Okay. Tori Spelling. For those of you who don't know, Tori Spelling's uh, father, is he still alive, Tom? Aaron Spelling? Tori Spelling's dad? Negative. No, he died a long time He ago. died. But he was like one of the most wealthy people in Hollywood, right? He, he, yeah, he was pretty much one of the most wealthy people. On the and, and I and I know that yeah, at, at he the, produced a lot of stuff. Yeah, and at the time that his his location, his house in Beverly Hills was like the largest house in Beverly Hills. It was massive. 
So Aaron Spelling is Tori Spelling's father, right? So I mean, we have to assume that with all that money that Tori Spelling, didn't she get some of that money? Shouldn't Tori Spelling be filthy rich? Yeah, but I think she blew through it or something like that back in the day. Yeah, Um, her and and the mom. Yeah, they blew through that. They blew through all of the money. And like, she, that's why she ended up having to do like, I don't know, like a reality TV show with her husband and like a million kids. And I she watched like one or two episodes. Um, but other than that, like, I really don't know anything else that she's done. Well, I can tell you what she's doing now. Now, this is what Tori Spelling is doing now. Now, you tell me this. Am I an asshole? Okay, we're going to play that with Tori Spelling. <laughs> because Tori Spelling. I think I already know where this is going. Yeah, well, Tori Spelling is facing heat after announcing a virtual meet and greet with fans. The Beverly Hills 90210 star announced the video call on Instagram telling followers that there were only 20 spots available to get on this call with Tori Spelling at 95 bucks For how a pop. Much? 95 bucks a pop. While video chats are, oh, my internet connection just failed. 95 While, bucks? That's ni- cheap. 95. So basically 100 bucks. Uh, so what is that? That's $2,000. $2,000 to do a video chat. Like, I don't know. While video chats are becoming more popular as people are forced to self-isolate, fans were upset that she would charge so much during a time when many people are struggling, struggling financially. One of the actress's biggest fans suggested she do a lottery and pick random winners. Tori has yet to comment on the backlash. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If she is feeling the need to charge 95 bucks, then she needs the money because there's no reason on earth why she can't do a video call just to all of her fans or whatever the fuck she wants to do and make that happen. If she's charging 95 bucks, it's like she needs the money, right? You don't just, you just don't, you just don't do that. Hold on. Somebody named Matt is here and raised their hand. I'll unmute Matt. Unmute Matt. Unmute. Lower hand. Uh, Matt, did you have a question? No, I just Googled. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. So I just Googled um, her net worth. She's worth 50000 and she just paid a to the IRS um, $700,000 bill. Oh, so she's broke as fuck. Did you say her net yeah. worth was 50000 Yeah, he just Googled her net worth. Well, no, no, sorry, yeah. not 50, not 50, sorry. 500000 for this oh, new okay. net worth and now. she broke. But she just paid on paying 700000 though. But that's still nothing, like, for the type of person, like, her background in wealth that and stuff. Like, that just money's hidden. She... <laughs> yeah, she probably yeah. does have money hidden, that's for she sure. She also it's... has five children or something ridiculous. It says here that uh, she only got eight hundred grand of her dad's five hundred million dollars state. God damn! Damn. Probably because her dad was like, no. So two grand to make a two grand to make a call. Now, Matt, Matt, what location are you at? Where are you calling from, or listening from, or viewing from? I am from actually Bridgeport, Oregon. Bridgeport, Oregon. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. And so, okay, so what's going on up there in Bridgeport? Yeah, so what's going on up there in Bridgeport, Oregon? Like, how is the coronavirus impacting your area up there in Bridgeport? Um, everything's slow. People are hiding in the house. Um, there is some businesses closed right now, but that's about it. No one has it. There's no cases of it or anything like that. All right, so. In our okay. town. 
But people are people are sheltering in place, even though there's nobody up there that really has it right now. So where's the the, the main like hub that has it? I'm, I'm assuming there's cases in Portland, right? Oh yeah, no, there's a lot in Portland. Okay, and how far are you away from Portland? About three and a half hours. Three. Okay, so you're a good way. So are you back down towards the California, closer to the California border? Um. Yeah, about half halfway in the middle. Okay, so you're in the middle of the state. You're away from Portland. Okay, and so, yeah, I mean, that's the weird thing about this. The weird thing about this is there's these areas where, where now, now has it been an order? Is it? Are you underneath the order of the governor or something to stay in place or quarantine, or are people just doing it naturally? People are doing it naturally. Um, the order was for certain types of businesses to close, um, and pretty much they all make sense. I mean, like the tattoo parlors and theaters and, you know, the stuff that you probably wouldn't want to go to when you're actually, if you're afraid of germs. Yeah. So. Technically, the tattoo parlor is one of the cleanest places, if anything. Yeah, I mean, a tattoo probably, or a parlor probably is, but still doesn't mean that you want to get somebody within a foot of each other breathing each other's mouth. I was just going to say, how's that social distancing at all? Yeah, it's not social no, distancing yeah, no, at all. No, I get that yeah. part, but I'm saying you still have an open wound cool. when you're done getting your tattoo. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So, so what Matt's saying is, so, um, so the governor hasn't called for. Well, I mean, but statewide hasn't the governor called uh, in Oregon for like uh, the social? Well, they've called for social distancing, right? Statewide. Yeah. No, we have social distancing. So, like in my business that I own, you know, I have to have, I have signs up telling people to stay six feet away from everybody, and I have to try and stay six feet away from them, and I have to like. I can't serve like I have gumball machines and stuff like that. And no one can use those right now whatsoever. So, okay. So you, you had, you had like some type of a, like a, a restaurant bar type situation or something like that. No, actually on a video store, a video store. Oh, adult videos. Wow. No, 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 no. <laughs> what do you mean a video store? Hold like, on. A, like a blockbuster. Hold on. You're the like, last surviving I, I, motherfucker I, I, running a blockbuster. I love how Jake is like, oh, an adult video store, just to like make it more interesting. Or- <laughs> Dude, he, he is totally laundering money for somebody. <laughs> yeah. So which which cartel are you involved with, Matt? That you that you still have the last remaining video store in America? I mean, who are you laundering money for? I just glanced at Missy. No, they're, they're still out there. L.A. actually has nine different video stores. New York has six. So what? Okay, hold on. This is a whole different facet of the aspect. So, like, do you deal in, like, like super hard to find, like, Japanese animation videos? Like, I mean, what's your, like, specialty? Are you, are you no, just... Mainstream. Most of, most of my money I make just off from the new releases. I make about 90% of my income just off the new movies. So you, you're saying you still have a clientele there in Bridgeport, Oregon, where people are coming in there and renting. Is, is, it, is it because you're in an area that has really bad internet or something like that and people can't get Netflix and stuff like that? Like, who's your clientele? No. Well, I mean, because Netflix, what? You want to wait three years for a movie? Okay. You can rent on Amazon for like six bucks. Well, then that you're paying twice of what I am. Okay, makes sense. It makes sense. So he's running DVDs. He's getting the the recent movies that come out that, and he's beating the price of Amazon by like half. He's doing three dollar rentals yep. or four dollar rentals because a movie on Amazon costs like what, like nine bucks? Doesn't it cost like? Isn't it about nine bucks yeah. for a new movie? Yeah, 
And I, I charge three bucks for new releases, two bucks for new TV seasons, and all the rest of my movies are a buck twenty-five. Huh. So. That makes sense. Because, I, uh, like, how much? So how he's you like a red box, but are you, just are you, a store. Are you, what are you? Are you? There uh, is two red boxes here in my town. So it, it's, yeah, even red boxes are going out of business because nobody's really using yes, it. They are. That's crazy. That's cool though. Yeah, Who here that's on the chat actually has a working DVD or Blue player? I, I would mean, have to hook it up. Three, but I would have to hook it up. I would have to hook it up. I mean, I have well, DVD players, yeah, but I'd have to hook it up. Thin. But you know what he's what Matt's saying is is it's it's totally making sense. I mean, we kind of thought like the the whole video industry got shut down, right? Uh, Netflix came along, all the online streaming came along, and it just shut them down left and right. But he kind of found a niche working in a small town where he can still he can beat the Amazon prices. So, so his his marketing plan is that he can beat the Amazon prices, and also he can get you the new movies that aren't available on HBO or, I guess I guess I guess your main competition for new movie releases would be people that have the option to rent them on Amazon, right? That's that's who you're that's who you're competing for. Yeah, yes, and it's for the people that are you know maybe wouldn't say too lazy but too busy to be able to make it down here, so they just stay at home. It's like oh, it's just easier. Yeah, it's more expensive, but it's just easier. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Makes sense. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know anybody in that industry was still, you know, still, still making stuff happen, but that, that's cool that you've, you, now have you had this video store for years? Um, the, the video store has actually been in business for about 26 years. Wow. I have owned it for the last 12 years. 12 and years. How, and how do you do financially? Do you do, does it generate a lot of money? It does good, yeah. I'm not like wealthy, but it pays my bills, it pays, it pays bills. bills, and it blows that it's had some money every month. So now, is this is this like I'm assuming? I'm assuming like how do you do you just run this yourself? Do you have any employees that work for you at all? Um, primarily myself. I occasionally have uh, one employee that comes in, um, kind of like on call when I get slammed busy, and I just have them come in for a little bit and help hmm. me get caught up. All right. Well, sounds like it sounds like it. How the hell did you hear about this shit show in the middle? And, and you ended up on a Zoom call with us tonight. How did you hear about Radio Wonderland? So I've actually been watching you guys for years now. I've been a, a dedicated watcher. Watch you guys every week. When you guys took your break during Christmas, I was really bummed up. I actually look forward to the show every single week. Um, I first found out you guys when you guys interviewed Whitney Wisconsin. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Of course. So that's what we got all our views. Turn in for a hot one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me and, see. Um, that's how I first found out about you guys. And I just, I loved your guys' Christmas. Oh, well, okay. I, yeah, yeah. We're, we're taking And he still denies it's not an adult team. <laughs> right? That's how he makes most of his money. Yeah, yeah. He found out about no, the no, show. No, no, I, I found out about her just from other people, other YouTubers. And so I'm like, what? What's this show doing? Interviewing her? Like, I got to see this. Like, what is this about? Yeah. Okay. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. I, she is. A, she is a crazy girl. That's all I can say. Crazy girl. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Like, this show has been suffering through this quarantine process because I, like you, I live in California, but where I live, my internet is just absolutely shit. So this whole t this whole problem of quarantining and trying to get Zoom calls together, and for some reason tonight. Facebook wouldn't even let us stream the show onto Facebook, so I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if it was just a one-time error or what's going on, but we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't make this show happen tonight for nothing. 
You know, all we could do is just do this Zoom call <laughs> with each other, and we'll record it, and I'll, leave, and I'll release the podcast tomorrow. But even, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in shame when I release this podcast because the whole fucking first hour was just a fucking complete shit show. I think I think Missy's dog has said more on the show tonight than Steph has. So, anyways, well, anyways, yeah, that's that's cool, Matt, that you're up there in Oregon and you found out about the show through uh, Whitney, Wisconsin. And, and thanks for being a, a listener because you're one of the four people that listen to this shit show. Uh, we're the most underground fucking show in existence. And we're the other three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've, tried to, I've tried to tell everybody to watch, you know, but it's one of those things I can really share widely just because so much stuff, but I tell the people that I know that would be interested in you guys. Yeah, and, and then that's... Yeah, I know that's, like. that's You know, you know it's, and it's crazy that this show, I mean, this show, it's a complete shit show. We know that. We know it's a shit show. Everybody, Everybody involved in the show knows it's a shit show, but the people that listen to it kind of do listen to it. They're they're like hardcore fans. But the problem with this show, and I don't know how to overcome it, the problem with this show is that people won't share it because it's like I, I, it blows my mind. It's like Howard Stern had a show where people were writing vibrators and all this other kind of shit, and we don't even get that extreme. I mean, we're we're like mellow compared to that. But he appealed to somebody where they're actually a, 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 a available to share the show. But us, it's like our hardcore listeners, they're, they, they're like, some of them are professional, some of them aren't. And it's like, there's no way they're going to ruin their reputation by posting the show and sharing it on social media. And I get it. I, I, I get it. I don't share the show on my own real social media because I, you know, I work for the Lord and stuff like that. And so it, it could be a career ender. <laughs> It really could. Well, anyways, I'll tell you what, Matt. Thanks for, and uh, I guess you don't do any, I mean, all of your business is local. It's not like you can advertise the name of your business and people can, like, you're not sending DVDs out in the mail or anything like that. All of your business is exactly no. local up there in Oregon. Okay. Well, I mean, you can plug your place. I mean, you're going to plug it. You're the only listener that's going to see it to, to, to hear your plug that lives in Bridgeport, Oregon. But Not I mean, true. What if someone else from Oregon, we have friends that live in Oregon, who knows how far they are from them, but... There's people everywhere listening, hopefully, maybe. <laughs> You're full of shit. There ain't nobody listening anywhere. Yeah, and, and, but I do sometimes. Bullshit. Man, we got people listening in, like, Canada. And, like, well, you know, and, and, and I. And, and, Australia. Yeah, in Australia. There, and that's funny. There are people listening in Australia. And it's funny because I go on, like, our audio podcast seems to do a little bit better than the video show because nobody's going to watch this shit. I mean, let's be real. But it, it, it does, it does like, in the U.K., People are listening in the UK. There's people listening in Australia. I mean, there's people listening all over the place, but there's like consistent people listening in the UK and Australia. And it's just like, I sit here and I go like, who the fuck are these people that are listening to this show? I mean, they're all like hidden out there. I have no idea who they are. They don't comment. They don't say anything. And like Matt, for instance. Now, Matt, are you part of the Radio Underline News Group on Facebook? Yes. Okay. All right, cool. And do you just kind of just pop in there? Do you ever comment on anything, or are you just kind of you just kind of see what's going on and just you're a spectator? I just usually spectate for the most part. Huh. I have made a few comments here and there, but just spectate. Interesting. I try to watch you guys live. I enjoy watching you guys live every <laughs> week. Huh. Interesting. Well. All right, Matt. You're well, one of tw you're one of twelve. You're one. Of t yeah, you're, you're one of the twelve <laughs> disciples. And we thank you for it. Yeah, we and thank we you for thank it. Thank you for it. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I was even... gonna say, I don't think Steph's even here anymore. <laughs> no, Steph bailed on the show. He won't even watch it. He went down to his video store to rent some porn. That's where Steph's at. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, wow, wow. That, that, that kind of it, it, I don't know, That's man. Cool. 
It, it is cool. It just it just tweaks my like part of me is part of me thinks sometimes it's like why do we even why do we do this show? Like why can't we catch a break? Why do we even bother doing this show? And we keep on doing it week to week. And like the numbers, like we're, we're consistent, you know, like the audio podcast, it, it just, it's just on this consistent slight trek up the slowly over, you know, just slowly, slowly, slowly. It keeps on going up, but it's still, it's like, dude, we're like a million people away from like making any money off this shit. So I don't even know why we do it. I don't know why. Matt, get, Matt, get us your it's, contact information. We'll get you a RU coin sent out. Yeah, we do have that. We have a bunch of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Matt, uh, message me on Facebook. Give me your address, and we'll. Well, I hate to make promises because I'm I'm not with the coins, and how long? No, I don't know how long we're gonna be on the coronavirus <laughs> lockdown. Oh, but, get it, get it, Jake. Get me the information. I'll get one off. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're friends with Tom Backstrom or me or somebody on the show, just send us your address, and we'll ship you out a. a it's a worthless. It's a worthless trinket. It's a coin that says Radio Underland, and you know we'll send that out to you just hey, for maybe being around for. Talk forever. about it at a local bar when we're out of quarantine, and then like he tells someone else about it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I've seen it before. I think they're cool. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll send we'll send you one out, Matt. Just get us your, you know, free of charge, all that kind of shit. I mean, what does it matter? We lose money on this show every week. So what's another two dollars in postage? Fuck it. <laughs> all right. Oh man, thanks thanks again, Matt. I'm gonna mute your mic now. I don't know yeah, why. You're the most interesting thing that we've had on the fucking show tonight. But <laughs> whatever. It, it, and oh. you're gonna mute him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just because you want to hear the own sound of your own voice. No, I don't want to hear the sound. Of, in fact, I have no idea where we're going after this. So actually, I don't. I, I, but you want to mute his mic. <laughs> hey, I, Jake, Jake, I, I said you an interesting test this week. I can't still figure out why all those cruise ships are down in Long Beach. I think that is so Okay, yeah. Weird. So so Chris is telling me he's all that. He went for a drive the other day, and then he, he was down in the port of Long Beach, and there's like 11 cruise and ships my, all. My background is my, my background is the Mercy, mercy ship. Is, I took that picture on the bridge. Yeah, well, I mean, what I think is going on with with that specific thing is those cruise ships are... they're just not out on the water, so they're parking them in Long Beach because, for lack of, even though they don't pay taxes to the United States, Long Beach is their home port. Um, they're not though. I looked up a lot of the ships; they actually run cruises down in Cozumel, down in Florida, but they're here. So you're thinking there's some type of conspiracy of why all these cruise ships are here no, I, I right now? That. I don't think that. I just don't, don't know if there's maybe like an agreement that if like this really shit hits the fan, that they're going to use us to hold people. They might. They might. But it also makes more sense to park it here than I, I, I think it makes more sense to park the cruise ships here than it does down. At, OK, put this. If you're going to leave an abandoned car on the side of the street, are you going to leave it at the port in Long Beach or are you going to leave it down in Cozumel? It's not that because they, most of those ships are out of Florida. They're not out of here. Huh. So why are they in L.A.? It, it is interesting. That's, that's a question. So because like Princess Cruises, Norwegian, they don't even run cruise ships out of here, but their ships are here. Well, that is interesting. I, there's got to be a reason behind it. They're not just going to haphazardly park them in Long Beach. There's got to be a reason why they're parking all those cruise ships in Long Beach. We just that uh, we don't know what dry, it is. Chris, is that where they dry dock? No. No, we don't. They, there's we nowhere don't to do it. We, we don't dry dock anybody here. Mm. Our port's too busy because of the traffic for the, all the yeah. Um, yeah. things. Tankers. Yeah, all the tankers. So that's the problem is it's causing a bunch of traffic out in the water. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, I just, that conversation with Matt has my mind just thinking about this whole reason. I, I'm, I'm contemplating life after talking to Matt. It's like, how many Matts are because out there? The worst, huh? Because you're terrible at marketing this show. Oh, I don't have time to market the show. I, I, I've, 
I mean, but how are you going to market it? I mean, I don't know. You know, so Jake, all you have to do is say, hey, this is our email. Let's write a couple emails every week if someone sends us something. I don't know. Something simple. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me take this time to talk to the people that keep listening in Australia. And I know it's not Nikki and Gaz, but it goes across the whole country. If you are listening in Australia, uh, d- drop us a. Do we have an email address? Maybe that's part of the marketing problem. Hey, <laughs> look at that. The host doesn't know. You do, didn't you? Because you no. guys have like. Emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we got one. Nobody ever checks it, but we got okay. Send an email to radiounderland at gmail.com. If you're listening to the show and you're out like I'm curious of like there's a good a lot of people that listen in, in like states like Ohio and like um, there's a lot of listeners down in Florida and there's a lot of listeners just spread across the whole state. I mean Do you we, have somebody in Mexico? But how do you connect to them, man? Like I don't know, but they're listening and they're listening all the time. But I mean, okay, do me a favor. Everybody's getting, you've got nothing but time on your hands right now. There's no shit going on. You've watched all of Netflix. Everything's bullshit. Do me a favor. If you're listening to this show and you're you're not in California, if you're anybody not in California, if you're in Oregon, if you're in Washington, if you're in Ohio, if you're in New, New Jersey, New York, wherever you're at, Australia, I know there's a lot of motherfuckers that are listening to this show in the UK. At least some a, a handful of people that listen to this show consistently in the UK. Who the fuck are you? Send me an email. Hey, I'll tell you what, Jake. Jake, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> have him text this number. 951-334- no! Hey, hey, calm down with that shit. Yeah, I don't want to. Oh, calm, yeah, fuck that shit. No, don't give out that number. Uh, but I'll tell you what. If, if you're listening, I just love. I just love how Chris actually knows that number. This is why I can't market the show. I can't even give it out a fucking email address because I keep on getting interrupted. Okay, if you're out of this, no, if you're out of the state of California. Please make 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 my day happy. I, I I've, I've got a dog that's in heat right now, and I've got another dog that's got a permanent boner just barking twenty four seven on quarantine, and I can't leave the fucking house. Okay, so my life right now, the quality of my life, it was a seven. Now it's 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 like that. You can't even see it. It's below the shot. If you are listening to this show and you're not in California, please send me an email at radiounderland at gmail.com. Or you can send it to me personally. Well, it's all to me personally. There's nobody else that checks this shit. Or tag you can, you can, him on your 10 favorites. Yeah, you can send it to radiounderland at gmail.com. You can send it to jake at radiounderland.com. You can send it to ruvoicemail <coughs> at gmail.com. You can send it to where the fuck? Jake at radiounderland.com. Send me an email if you're listening because I know there's people out there. Let me let me put something over that while you're talking. Okay. Steph never did come back, did he? He's outside rolling the world's fattest joint right now. Yeah, well, okay. yeah. I don't know. I now I'm, now I'm in this whole different mindset. And it's like, why? Like Matt, Matt's a, he's a good example. The guy's been listening to the show for years and he's never commented. He's never said anything. And he said he looks forward, he looks forward to listening to the live show. That's like crazy to me. That's crazy. I love our periods. Yeah. Nobody's giving any money to pay. I feel bad even putting the Patreon fucking address out there right now. Nobody's giving money to Patreon. I mean. Because uh, you don't create any content for it. Well, what are you going to do? Go in there and do dick puppets on Patreon? I can barely dedicate time to doing this show. You start drinking, and once you get to that point, you're like, you know what? 
this is going to go south, that's when you start charging for the Patreon. You know, and it's crazy. Like, Whitney wanted to come on the show, like, since she's been on. And Missy is always, like, adamantly opposed to having Whitney on the show. But the thing about Whitney, Wisconsin, is she has this whole group of... Well, I'm not going to call them perverts, Matt, because I don't want to offend you. But she has this whole people <laughs> that are fucked up in the head that, that like this. Also I, not trying to offend you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but it reaches a whole new demographic. I, I'm, not I'm not saying I was a fan of her. I just said I knew about her and knew how crazy she was. <laughs> I knew some of the stuff that she was into. And I'm like, what the hell the new news? that the stupid person's involved. Yeah, and the, the thing with Whitney, when we reached out to Whitney, Wisconsin, okay, first off, it, that show that show's odd, but it, it, it legitimately, when we reached out to her, we just thought she was the chick that was online doing the Taco Bell thing where she was suing Taco Bell. That's legitimately who, who we thought she was when we reached out to her. And then, I mean, that shit just went, wow. And when the name Whitney, Wisconsin came up and we started Googling that shit, that, that's, that was just... Ah man, she's she's insane though. But 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 that, that, like I, I she's not gonna watch this show, so I I can say whatever I want to say. I mean she's a total fake. I mean you guys know that that she's a total like when we when she's a total fake. Everything that she did, but she's not a fake in the aspect of like when when she was doing that video of drinking the dog urine. That was one hundred percent real. In fact, she was in a in a group chat with us, and she was sending us the the, the tester videos where she tried doing it previously till she got that one take that actually worked, but she couldn't get the the dog to piss on command. Um, so a aspects of what she does is completely one hundred percent real, like drinking the dog urine. Now the sex with dogs, I don't think that ever happened. But she is 100% a marketer. And like we tried to get her on the show a, a second time and then she actually ended up being arrested and that's when she got locked up. But I mean, she plans everything out in detail. Like when she was gonna come on the second time, she made me like write down every question I was gonna ask her and give it to her ahead of time so she could prepare her responses. So it's not like, She's very like scripted in what she does, and like I don't know, she's just I don't, she's 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 crazy, she's crazy, but she's not, you know. Thanks, thanks for yawning, Aaron. Crazy's a word. Yeah, yeah. The whole Whitney Wisconsin thing. I, I'd like to get her back on, but Missy is definitely opposed to having Whitney on the show. Miss. Yeah, I just can't with her. Would you take off your microphone? There's, there's, there's those people that you just can't like. Have you ever met, have you ever like not even met someone and like just knowing of them just like gives you just like, ugh? Uh, but see, That's yeah, Miss, Missy, I do. It's like half people jiggles in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> Missy got a That's little. That's the story of my life. Yeah, Missy got a little pissed off when she started making the comments about my Mickey shirt. But but I'm telling you, she totally plans that shit. I mean, she's doing it intentionally. Like now she knows that you get like uptight or whatever, and so she plans that self. She plans that stuff out just to get underneath your skin. She's she's fucking crazy. She's she's a, she's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, Tori Spelling, uh, yeah, this all came from the story of Tori Spelling. So she's worth 500000 but she had to pay a $700,000 IRS bill, and now she is uh, chatting with people for 95 bucks a pop, trying to make about $2,000 on a phone call. I mean, you've got to be, in a, back to that story, you've got to be in a desperate place for her to, like, put your reputation on the line that you're doing that. Because you know you're going to catch flack from your fans when you say that it's $95 a call. And, like... Wait, are you talking about Cameo? No, no, it's not cameo. It's not. Well, 
hold on, because Cameo is the app where you can actually get famous people to do like a personal greeting to you or to somebody else, and you pay them to do that. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. It, did, it doesn't say that it's Cameo that she was doing. It doesn't it really. It sounds like Cameo, though. It just said a group call, and it didn't say exactly where the group call would be and what was going on. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, every, other people can talk while I'm looking through the news. You guys always lay it on me. It's like everybody, everybody wants to talk when I'm talking, but then when I stop talking, well, Jake, nobody has Jake, shit to I say. I sent you a text earlier. I sent you a text earlier. Like, if you were ran the Democratic Party, real talk. Okay. The, well, I never would. On. Okay. The Democrat. Okay. If I ran the Democratic Party and I saw and what you, was going on, you wanted to yes. win this election. You wanted to win this election. Would you ever consider at this point, with how everything's going, throwing Newsom in the ring? No. I think that, you know what? As much as I don't like Newsom on a personal level, he would be way better a candidate than uh, Biden. Fuck Biden. Biden's a nut job, okay? Everybody knows that Biden is going senile and he's just fucking, his, his head is in the clouds. About, yeah, exactly. I'm just talking about if you wanted to win. If it, but you know, you've got a really good point. Like, seriously, if I was running the Democratic Party, which I never would, but if I was, yeah, I'd put Newsom and I'd put Tulsi as, as his VP and send him, send him out there and, and let him go to war. Uh, he, he is... He looks like a greasy car salesman. He, he really does. But he comes across with <laughs> some confidence. Just, and I was just going to say, he'd probably be like the next president that's actually good looking. <laughs> yeah, if I had to, it, but, but also at the same time, if I had to pick the Antichrist that's alive right now, I'd pick Newsom. <laughs> What's, uh, Chris, what is Cuomo? Is he a Democrat? He is, but he, he's his, about, name, like, his, his name has been thrown around a lot. Yeah, you're right, but like I mean, he kind of fumble fucked everything like that. I mean, he can't he can't come back from what he just what happened there. I mean, you know what he New can't York come back. Was, you know what he can't come back from. He can't come back from wearing a white polo shirt without a t-shirt underneath and exposing his two barbell piercings in his nipples. He can't come back from that. Nobody's gonna elect a fucking president that has barbells through their nipples. Okay, it's just that. <laughs> come on, come on. That's where he shot himself nah. in the foot. But it just it cracks me up because uh, honestly, like you said, I think Newsom actually would be the most interesting campaign to see ran right now. I know, I know that that uh, if I saw Newsom and Tulsi running, I'd be like, ooh, I don't think they would win, but I think they'd have a much better shot than fucking Biden or Bernie Sanders. The problem is, is they lost yeah. too much time. I mean, Tulsi, she's been in the public eye in that position as running for president, so people yeah. know what she stands for. Newsom, I don't really know. I mean. Uh, he's I, I don't even know what his he's political got, platform is. He's got skeletons. I mean, obviously, like he married his like ex campaign manager's wife. Oh, yeah. Eh. I mean, do people really care about that, though? Like, like, really, nah. in, in today's time and age, if you're going to be nominated for president of the United States, you have to be married to the I mean, Trump. Come on, man. He's been a womanizer his yeah. whole life. And I no, just, nobody gives I, a shit. I've just watched like you know Newsom do the, these everyday updates, and man, that guy's poised. I mean, he doesn't make a mistake. The guy knows every style on top of his head. Like, it's pretty impressive to watch. No, he, and it's calculated when he talks. That's for sure. Yes, yeah. I I have been and, I have and, been and watching. Made, he is. He's made every right move when it comes to this so far. 
Yeah, he he has in that respect. He has. I think, I, you know, Governor Newsom, you know, rolling right before coronavirus hit, he was always coming out with these uh, policies or whatever that was coming out, and I'm just like, well, you know, he's just fucking us over. He's just fucking us over. And as a president, I'm sure he would. It's fuck us like, over. It, I, I agree. It's almost like he was bored. He had to come up with something just to come up with something. But yeah. like once like he got focused on this, it totally changed him. No, and I think I think as far as as far as the virus outbreak in California, I think he's been doing okay. I mean, I, there's nothing that he's done where I'm like, ah, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Uh, he he did have such a. I thought he's I think you know he's a slick he's a slick ass motherfucking politician. He really is. Because he was going at war with Trump before this whole coronavirus and, you know, basically just pissing on Trump and saying, we're, we have such a big economy, you know, fuck you, we're going to do what we want to do in California. And, and he, he was, got right in line real quick. And, but when this shit happened, it went both ways. Trump was talking about Newsom and Newsom was talking about Trump like they were best pals. And I'm like, this slick ass two-faced motherfucker is really... I mean, he knew he, he knew that California needed might potentially really need help from the federal government. It turns out that we flattened the curve enough that it's not it's not going to come into play as much as what we were prepping for. Um, but man, the the warm fuzzies that were going back between those two guys. I mean, I, you'd hear them talk about each other, and you thought that they were dropping their pants and playing lightsaber dicks with their dicks. You know what I mean? They were all about each other. Uh, but I mean, Newsom is. This is why I don't like about Newsom. What I don't like about Newsom is he is 100% politician. He's got the politician blood. He is a he is a grade A politician, and I can't stand politicians. And and at this at this current climate in time, the only reason why everybody puts up with all of Trump's bullshit, his fucking Twitter rampages, all the nonsense with Trump, is because he's not a politician. And I, I, I honestly, I, I you know I still I'm in, I'm well, still in shock. Is what we're going through now is like the one time we actually need a politician. Well, see, I disagree with that. I disagree. Okay. And I sit back and I I start watching this with Trump. Now, Trump, he sticks his foot in his mouth all the time. One thing about Trump is he's not afraid to, if he said something that was wrong, he will correct it. But he, he'll correct nah, it. Just, he, 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 he'll he just, just deny changes, it. He changes it. He, he, he does. He he totally changes. He changes direction, and he totally denies whatever he said in the past. But at least, okay, yeah. at least he's willing to change direction and and adapt. And yeah. I think one thing about Trump that I think is has been good during this whole coronavirus outbreak is that. He's an impatient motherfucker, okay? He really is. And he wants, he's a spoiled brat. He wants his way right now. But in this time of making shit happen fast when we need to act fast, I'm kind of glad that Trump is there getting shit moving fast. He's not waiting. He's not waiting. He just goes. Now, whether he's right or wrong, usually he well, comes I, around I, to I the think, right I side. Think, I think there's two things like that. I think that's, it's, 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 that's not just Trump being Trump. That's Trump being a leader. Because Newsom's doing the same thing. Newsom's so far ahead getting resources and stuff like that, even though he's a politician. You, it just shows that you can either both sides of the spectrum, you can both get shit done. It just proves it, I think. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, there is there is a coming together right now. You know, I heard uh, fucking, uh, who's Pelosi's little sidekick? Fucking, what's his name? Uh, uh, Adam Schiff. Yeah, he's already claiming that he wants to do an inquiry on Trump's handling of the coronavirus. And it's like, these motherfuckers are driving me nuts. The Pelosi's and the shifts and all this shit. I mean, yeah, it is nice to see Newsom, Trump working together. Uh, the, the other guy back in New York, we were just talking about him. I forget his name. Uh, whatever. Hold on. Eric's, Homo. Yeah, uh, uh, Governor Homo. Uh, hold on. Eric's raising his hand. Where is Eric? Eric, I see that hand. Right I see that hand. What do you have to say about this bullshit that we're talking about, about Newsom running for president? 
I think that's smart because if you look at what Trump's doing right now, he's holding daily press briefings. And as time goes on, we're getting closer to camp. What is campaign season now? He's cutting that. He's playing the timer on it because before everyone was talking Biden, Bernie versus Trump on the campaign trail. And now it's just Trump every day. Trump, 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 Trump every freaking press conference. The only other person that has that kind of airtime right now in the Democratic Party is, is Newsom. Newsom. Is Newsom. Yeah, I agree so 100%. Just by airtime alone, it's just like you got to play intuitive. So Newsom, if I were a Democratic player, because you know 2024, they're probably looking at AOC. AOC really has a oh. good handle, or she did earlier. Uh, I think I, I actually think that that's when Newsom is going to run. I mean, um, that's his time frame. But it might get sped up with what just happened. It, yeah, that was right now, his, I think... Yeah, you can't fight it against Trump right now. He, he's not going to. No, nobody gives a fuck about. I mean, when's the, what's the last time that we even heard? When was when's the last time Biden was in the news? I did read an article today that he did a ten minute phone call with Trump. Okay, but nobody, nobody. There's I don't see any shit about Biden or Bernie going it's on right now. It's all Newsom. It's, it's all, Newsom. all Newsom. Yeah. No, and I agree. I that, that, that would be the smartest move that the Democratic Party could do. Uh, the most damaging move they could do to threaten the Republican Party would to be put nominate Newsom. But isn't it? And, too, and again, but they, you put Newsom in a debate with Trump. Newsom's pretty well spoken, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he doesn't get rattled. Like, and that's that's the amazing. Okay, that is the amazing thing to me. The amazing thing to me is that Trump. There's so many people. That could just take this guy down intellectually. And why couldn't the Democratic Party pull one out of their ass? Find somebody. That, but but their, their best hope is Biden? Uncle Uncle Creepy Joe Biden? That he fucking, he, I swear he wears the pins and shits himself daily. You know, the guy is a, he's a fucking idiot. That's the yeah, best that they could come up with? That, that's, Newsom, Newsom in a debate would be, it would just be fun to watch. Because Newsom would just be like, come on, old man. Like, no, like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't. Trump is. I think everybody, Republican and Democrat, agree that Trump is not the most well-spoken guy to ever. uh, I mean, he blows, he blows my mind away all the time with with the bullshit that he says. Even in his daily press conferences, it's like he's a fucking president. I can't believe he just said that. I mean, at at least in every daily press conference, there's one time where he just it's palm to forehead, and it's like this guy's our president, and he just said that. I can't believe that, but. I don't know. It's working for him. But I but I think the sentiment across the United States, I mean, the only reason why Trump won, period, is people are so anti-politician right now. And that and that and you can't say that it's not. I don't I don't think they're anti-politician. I think they're anti-Clinton. Well, anti-Hillary, but that's where the Democratic Party fucked it over before when they're trying to run Hillary against against Trump. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But if you talk about like that Obama camp, like there's still that that part of the party that has a purist belief, you know? And I think Newsom comes from that a little bit. Well, you know... Well, is it Newsom uh, Feinstein's nephew? Nephew is Feinstein or Pelosi? He's someone's nephew. Oh, is he? I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, it's, amazing that, it's amazing that Trump, the first time around, he even made it through. I mean, he really... Everybody thought Trump was a joke, that the, the, the Associated Press wouldn't even cover anything he was saying because they said that he's not, you know, a real presidential candidate. And, and he somehow, from, from the ground up, just fought well, his way through yeah, Jake, to, to Jake, lead the path. I hear that, too, but you talk about a lot of, like, the, the, the real, real left. They saw Trump coming. I mean, Michael Moore was talking that months out that that, that was going to happen. Yeah. But, but at the same, no more. But at the same know, time, how come the cream can't rise to the top in the Democratic Party? Or are, 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 are because, I think it's because of leadership. I mean, I, I, I'm still convinced of that. 
Well, and you I know, think you're right. It's, I think there's no doubt that the majority of the party you feel like wants Bernie to run, but everyone knows that they're never going to let. See, that it's something. It's something like that that makes me think that the Democratic Party overall is way more controlled from the top down than the Republican Party. Like, like if, if let, let's just say hypothetically, if Trump was a Democrat and he was trying to work his way up from the bottom in the Democratic Party, if the top didn't want Trump to run for president, it would have never happened. But it happened in the Republican Party. I just think that the Democrat Party as a whole, it's we're going to run who we collectively, us controlling parties, who we collectively want to run in in, in the primaries and in the election. I think for some reason, and I maybe I'm just talking on my ass, but I think the Democratic Party is way more controlled than the Republican Party. Yeah, I think there's probably like an old guard of the Democratic Party that still exactly has control. You know, like that hasn't turned over yet. The the thing, you know, the Howard Dean that 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 regime kind of I think had a lot of issues with that. That's where Tulsi came from. If you remember, that was when Tulsi rebelled. Is when uh, she was the VP under Howard Dean, and she blew the whistle on the whole Bernie thing with with Hillary, and that's why she stepped down. You know, even in the Democratic primary, because it, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a political guy by any means whatsoever. I, I, oh bullshit. Okay, well, I, at least I admit that I'm an idiot when it comes to politics. Okay, but at the same time, I think everybody in this nation wanted to see Tulsi get in there with all the front runners in the Democratic Party. But it just, it, 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 but what I'm saying is, from the Democratic Party, I mean, everybody had to see that she was one of the better spoken candidates that was out there in the Democratic Party. Everybody saw that she had more of the moderate pull to the to the to the center of the table when it came to the people that were supporting her. I don't understand why the Democratic Party would not give her a chance to get on those big debates. But then that it, it goes back to what we were just talking about, where it's well, that I old think it's, guard. I think it's cronyism. It's cronyism. And they had to let that old guard who never had a chance that Obama stole from them. It's the Biden, the Warren, and the Bernie who Obama stole their thunder and took their chance away. You know, you talk about 10 years ago, 16 years ago when Obama was president, he took away all their opportunity to become president. So the party almost like felt like it owed it to them to give them a chance to do it. Even yeah. though it might hurt the party and not put up the best candidate, it felt like, like especially Hillary. Hillary was not the best candidate, but it was like owed to her that she had to run because she had to step aside for Obama to run. Yeah, yeah, and I see that. But, and we talk about this hypothetically, but at the, at the same time, I don't think there's any way through the way that the Democratic Party is set up that even if they made a shift and they wanted to run Newsom, it's too late. They could, they could at the convention. They could nominate him at the convention. I don't know. That's, well, that's they keep the changing the rules because Tulsi technically could have been on the uh, the next phase because she got that one. Well, they, 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 change, they change the rules for that all the time. Yeah, I'm a Tulsi so. fan, so I mean, they, they change the rules so it gets her all the time. Yeah, yeah, and they, they sure as fuck did. So, I mean, like I said, that'll... But what I don't get is that old guard, that old guard that runs the Democratic Party, why in their right mind do they think Biden is the best opportunity that they have? I mean, it's just like, to me, that is like just suicide in an election to run Biden. He, he's, he's like literally running your old racist grandpa, uh, even though he tries they're, they're, not they're to be count, racist. They're counting on the Obama vote, and it's, it's just I don't think so. I, that, that, that young generation that voted Obama into office is not going to vote for Biden. They're, they might say that they support Biden or they support the Democratic but Party. See, that's the point. It's, they would probably vote for Gavin. Oh, they probably would vote for Gavin. But I'll tell you right now, if it's Biden that goes into the election box, 
They're just, they're going to stay they at home. Like, they're just they not going to vote. vote. Exactly. The, he, Biden doesn't have the pool to pull those younger Obama voters out. He doesn't have that 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 charisma or that 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 wave of activity going on on college campuses and stuff like that. Biden, there's no way the young generation is not going to vote for Biden. You know who's going to vote for Biden? Old fucking Democrats, and that's it. And that's not enough to win the election. Nope. And the one no. thing about the one thing about Trump, the one thing about Trump is you talk, you just look at young redneck America. Look at the motherfuckers that are 25 to 30 years old driving around their lifted trucks, mud bogging in Georgia. They got fucking Trump flags flying off the back. He's an old dude, but for some reason, he does have a pull in the young conservative community. And the Democrats just don't have that right now. And that's what's yeah, going to swing that, the ele- election. And, it's, and that's, that's why I say in Texas, like, as like, if I was running the freaking Democratic Party, I, it just makes no, I mean, Newsom would be the freaking, it just, it makes the most sense. It's yeah. such, it's so given. It's like frustrating. Yeah, yeah it does. Okay, so uh, hold on. Soto sent me some articles. Oh, he sent me a lot of articles. Okay, let's see. Uh-huh. This is how well prepped we are for the show. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt, that you spent the last two years of your life uh, listening to an unscripted show that has no idea of which direction they're going every time we fucking start. And you would think that during this time of quarantine, I'd have like a good show plan. No, no, no. I don't know. We just don't do that. Uh, okay, so let's see. Okay, I haven't read these articles, but so Eric sent me this article and it's about gorilla stockpiling. Now, Eric, have you read this story? Uh, yeah, I, I, that's a pretty short one. Okay, so even, even the UK gorillas are stockpiling to get through this coronavirus crisis. Uh, these hilarious pictures appear to, well, it's a picture thing, and I can't really do that on our setup right now, uh, but there's a bunch of pictures of these gorillas. They've got their mouth jammed full of cucumbers. They've got both hands full of lettuce, and they're going to stash it. That's 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 kind of a, that's kind of a cute story. Okay. Um, hey, has anybody, has anybody, like, during this, uh, this whole toilet paper pandemic, uh, has anybody thought about switching over? Because I know there's, like, plenty of bidets out there for, like, 60 bucks. The, that you can mount into your toilet and just use water to wash your ass. Has anybody thought about going that direction? I've been using it a day for like two years now. Serious? It's, now, okay, okay. I'm telling you. I got some questions. I got some questions. Okay, so the whole bidet thing. I mean, just, well, how do you dry your ass before you put your pants on? You pet dry, but it's already clean. You're just drying it off. So you still use toilet paper. You just used a far less reduced amount of toilet paper. A lot less paper. of it, yeah. Huh. I mean, but it's it's a clean. I mean, you can use wipes, right? But you're using a lot a lot of paper. You still got to have wipes there. Yeah. With this, it's a little pat dry. You're not. I mean, if you were to put pudding on your finger and clean it off with a dry napkin, you're going to be wiping it, wiping it. It's not completely off. You right. Naturally, go wash your hands. But we don't do the same thing with our ass. That's true. That's true. So okay. So so you feel that okay? So as a single male, as a single male. Uh, you've always had before your bidet, like the use that you've been using for a couple of years, there was always that time where you were meeting a chick, you know, and you had to make sure that you took a shower after you took a shit, just to make sure your asshole was clean, just in case she goes down on you, that there's no residual, you know, uh, Hershey highway smell yeah. or anything going on. There. So do you mean to tell me that with the bidet, you would feel confident taking a shit right before a date, bideting your ass, little pat, pat dry. And you're, you are confident that if whoever the female is that goes down on you, that your asshole is clean from the bidet procedure. A hundred percent. Way better Jake, than wipes. you've never done it. going down there, it's going to smell like wipes. 
Hmm. This is just clean, 100%, you know, shout, I mean, other than not using soap, but yeah. You know, I mean, be, wait, uh, Jake, Jake, have you ever tried one? No, I never have. Oh, uh, they're pretty money, man. Yeah. Well, but I've been thinking about it. I, I've been thinking about it. 60 bucks for a bidet. I mean, it seems like a, I mean, back in, back in my day when I was single, when I was single, uh, there was there was plenty of times where I had to take that extra shower before a date just because, you know, you, you took a shit midday and it's like, oh, fuck, now I got to take another shower before I go on the date because somebody, you know, I don't want somebody playing with my balls and get a little brown finger on them, you know what I mean? So you had to take care of yourself. Uh, so that bidet would have saved a lot of water overall to just to eliminate the whole shower time. But at the same time, you know, you kind of got to jerk one out before you go on a new date just to make sure you last longer if you hit a home run that night. So I don't know. Wow. That was, that was a lot. lot. That was a lot. That was a lot to take in. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. So Eric, send me some more stories. Let me let me see her wrap this up. I Let's think see, uh, he likes to hear himself talk. Well, what else are we gonna do? Every time I go silent, nobody else says shit. I gotta ramble about something. It's the rambling that gets me in trouble. It really is. What did you say? Uh, did, were you talking? No, it I really wasn't. is. Uh, Since you're talking about bidets, talk about that smart toilet. Oh yeah, hey, that's about this. Have you guys had this yet, Jake? Have you had this yet? That this this uh, screwball? Yes, yes, screwball peanut butter whiskey. And yeah, if, if they uh, the first time I ran across that, they they had it at the river. Uh, you know what you do, Chris? Mix that half and half with uh, rum chata, and it's like a little peanut butter shake shot. Or you can drink it straight on ice, which is really good too. Or they do it with Coke too. Okay, so there's a new smart toilet that's coming out, and it recognizes users' backsides and analyzes the poop. Wow, where is this story going? This is when I should have prepped before the show before I read this. Uh, a team at Stanford University scientists announced that they have designed a smart toilet that identifies the user by the shape of their backside and monitors the health of their waist. That's just fucking sick. Is this all AI or are they sending pictures of your shit off to a, a lab where they're like analyzing it videoly or something? Uh, lead research Sanjeev Gambhir. Yeah, Eric? Yeah, it uses cameras and motion sensors, so it not only gets a picture of your backside, but it analyzes your poop, too. So is it like a watery one? Is it a, is it, how is long, it the runs? Is it too hard? Is it dark? How long before this unauthorized footage ends up on uh, Pornhub? Oh, right away. You know, you know, I'm somebody's sure right gonna, away. somebody's going to hack into it, and these the sick motherfuckers <laughs> are going to be. There's going to be channels dedicated to this on Pornhub, where it's like uh, uh, a voyeur shit camera. I guarantee it. And people are, people are fucking disgusting, I tell you. Uh, researchers said the toilet identifies users by reading their fingerprints from the flush lever, but it also uses camera, cameras to identify them by another part of the body, which would be the anus. Uh, we know it seems weird, but as it turns out, your anal print is unique. So who would have known that your chocolate starfish is like a fingerprint? Huh. The system also records urination and evaluates flow rate, stream time, and total volume. Everyone uses the bathroom. There's really no avoiding it, and that, that enhances its value as a disease-detecting device. I can't imagine that people are going to install. You know what? I, I think there's some faults in this. Can I explain the faults in this? Yeah, go for there's it. There's certain times where I feel like I have to like go fast, and there's certain times where I take my time. And I feel like that data would be skewed. That, that, that is true. There, that is true. Because as a male, if, you know, if they're just monitoring the time that you pee and the strength and the strength, because you can push it out. I mean, you, you can definitely, when you're peeing, you can definitely push it out and get everything else. Like when you're in a hurry, 
You like, you know, you, you, you bear down on your piss and it's just like, you know, it splashes all over the place and whatever, but you, yeah, you can definitely get it out faster, but maybe it's doing some type of a voluming, uh, uh, or measurement of the volume in the toilet as a whole. Hmm. But the thing is, is who's going to put cameras in their bathroom that are focused on two things, your dick and your chocolate starfish butthole. I mean, who's really willing to do that? I mean, who's going to follow? Everybody takes a shit or a piss in private. There's reasons why we have dividers as urinals. I mean, are you really willing to let a camera just be on your dick and your asshole every time in your most private of moments? See, that's the failure in this product. This product, it's never, there's no way this thing is going to get marketing success because people aren't willing to put a camera up their asshole. Not unless you market it as a health device. And then it's like, hey, it's insurance covered. You have a, uh, you know, you have, Eric, would you like would you let a camera get installed in your shitter? And why wouldn't you allow a camera to be in your shitter? One, it's connected to the internet of things, so that's it's gonna get hacked. It's vulnerable. Yeah. Celebrity shit porn. You watch. Well, here's Jessica <laughs> Alba taking a shit. Oh yeah, fucking corn. Yeah. Uh, Alba shit corn and we all care. Alba shit corn <laughs> and we all care. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, let's see. What else is going? Uh, hey, hey, I got some. Hey, Tom. Yeah. I saw, uh, Rachel's post about her cousin, man. That was pretty touching. I think, man, that was, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough shit right there. Whoa. whoa, I missed it. So Rachel's cousin, Vanessa works at Rachel. What hospital she work at? Boston medical. So it's one of the biggest hospitals in Boston and the, I, their ICU filled up to capacity yesterday. So she had to make the decision to, so she's going to work uh, with her colleague or stay with her colleague until this is all over. And she had to um, bring her son to her parents' house to stay. So they are now separated from each other. Yeah, uh, she quarantined from her family. So that was, that's really a really tough thing for her because she's right in the front lines. She's right in the ER. Yeah, that's a. <sighs> That's it's that you know that's an amazing thing, and um, if anybody if anybody thinks that, that this is a joke or anything like that, I mean the the links that the people in the medical profession are going. I saw another article where a doctor was living in his garage to not infect his family, and it you know when these people that are on the front lines, and, and I know there's a lot of hospitals across the United States that haven't even received their first uh, coronavirus patient in them yet, and so they're they're not. But these people that are on the front line, like at Boston Medical and, and big hospitals, where this shit is going down and it's going down fast. I mean, it tells you when a medical professional that is on the front lines knows that it's important to isolate themselves from their own family during this period of time, you know that there's some serious shit going on. And that's, and that's hard to explain to a young child, you know, so that that's been really hard on her. It's hard on him, you know, and she, she had posted some pictures earlier in the week um, of the, you know, the, the bruise marks and like the burn marks from the, the equipment they're wearing. But I know that the Ford, I think was, they donated the the reusable um, shields that kind of go around your head yeah. with the cushion on them so it doesn't burn into your skin like the other stuff does. Man, yeah, that that's a that's a serious that's a serious. You know, in 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 every time I see one of these doctors that's on that's on the front lines um, talk about this thing, uh, I one doctor was saying that he th he thought that we're tr tr the ven ventilator treatment is wrong because they're there's different settings that you can do on a ventilator. And he was saying that the setting on the ventilator just to, it's not that the lungs are tiring out because a lot of times when they use a ventilator, it's because <clears> the, <throat> the lungs have no more gas. And, and it's not that people 
don't have the energy to breathe. It's just that they can't get oxygen. He said, he, from his point of view, what he has seen in New York Hospital is that it is very resemblant to um, the uh, like altitude sickness when you can't get oxygen. And um, I saw this other nurse today, uh, our, our doctor and a nurse were both on, and they were talking about uh, exercises that they're making the patients do. Because even even Chris, uh, what's the governor, uh, uh, Cuomo, uh, Chris, uh, the brother that's CNN? His brother, yeah, yeah, his brother. He was saying that. On CNN. And I've heard, I've heard a couple patients talk about this specifically, that when you get this coronavirus, the only thing that you want to do is you want to lay down in bed and just stop uh, because it just, everything hurts. Everything's so bad. It's so labor intensive to breathe, but they're, they're, and they start, say not to. You but they're starting, move, yeah, they're starting to learn that not moving is the worst thing you can do. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that the majority of our lungs are actually in, in the back half of our body. And they're saying that um, they're making the patients do some exercises. One of the exercises that I saw that they're making patients do, and they said, even people that aren't patients or haven't tested positive, if you want to get your lungs in shape now uh, and, and make them like almost the ability to produce more oxygen, um, what you do is you, you, know, you take a deep breath, you hold it for five seconds, let it out, one more big breath in. And then let it out again. And let it out again. And you do that five times. And then on the sixth time, you let out a big cough. And you go through that six-step six process, do that like three times, and then go and lay down on your stomach and intentionally breathe deep for like another 10 minutes. And all that is, is it's, it's helping your, your lungs. It, they, they said something about it's getting air in the bottom of your lungs because- Yeah, and they also say that you want to hydrate with hot liquids, you want to overhydrate yourself, and then you also want to sleep with a humidifier, you know, take hot showers. Yeah. So steam. loosen up the mucus and kind of move stuff around like hot, steamy, uh -huh. moves mucus around. Because it's, it's the, the way that the coronavirus from, you know, everybody's going to play an expert, especially if they have a podcast like us, even if it's a shit show. But everybody is saying that, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the after effects of the coronavirus, how it breaks down your lungs, it breaks down the protein in your, in your lungs, and then it's the pneumonia that kills you um, when your lungs just start well, your fluid. What happens is, is if you understand the, the thing of it, I mean, you know, my experience is, uh, so what happens is that you're, at a certain point when the infection gets so bad, your white blood cells turn on everything. And so mm -hmm. they're going to kill anything possible. And that's when the pneumonia sets in is because not only are they trying to fight the virus, they're trying to fight your healthy tissue as well. And when that happens is when the pneumonia really sets in. Uh -huh. And that's what causes the issue. Now, let me talk something real quick here because this is important. This is kind of a fun test. Um, you know, they're encouraging us to wear homemade masks. Right. One of the best ways you can tell is how effective a mask is. And this is what they make you do uh, when you get fitted properly for N95 is they make you put an N95 in it and they spray essential oils around your face to see you can smell them. So when you put it on a homemade mask, one of the best things you do two things. Number one, try to blow out a candle to see how much X you get out, if you can blow out a candle. Number two, have somebody spray either perfume or cologne around and see if you can smell it come through the mask. If that's the case, you want to add another layer because you shouldn't be able to smell or taste anything through a mask. Yeah, and I did hear scientists talking about because you know the science behind this thing is constantly evolving, and I did see that uh, one scientist was saying that they they're now starting to discover that this virus is on the same physical size as uh, the sense of smell, and so what you were saying about the N95 being able to smell through it, but they're saying that it travels like smell. He said if you're in, if mm -hmm. you're in a close proximity and you can smell somebody, you can smell their body odor, or you can smell your their cologne, you're too close. 
And if you stay in that vicinity and if they're positive and if they're positive, they don't even know it. And if you stay talking with somebody and you can smell them, you're going, you could definitely that's, that's, get it. That, that's how you, you test the fit of N95. When I worked for the fire department and they fit us for N95, so they make you put on N95 and they would spray oil at your face on either side of the mask to see if you can pick up any of the odor. It was banana and something else that'd make you smell. Uh-huh. And so that's how you know. So I was going to say, so this is a good test to tell how good your homemade mask is. And make them out of the uh, the vacuum bags. That's the big thing. I don't know if people are talking about that. Uh, Va- hold the on. HEPA filter. The HEPA filters in, in in like a commercial vacuum bag. You can make a, a mask yeah, out of that. Yeah, that's 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 N95 particulate material. Yeah, so you put that huh. in between the mask material, and that would yeah. actually make it the same safety as an N95. Interesting. Yeah, and they're also saying like the AC filters are working too pretty well. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. It's a HEPA filter. Anything that's a HEPA filter filters out microns for viruses yeah makes sense and that's the thing though is like so i've been like looking at like how to make them and stuff and obviously it's just hard to get like material or any kind of like but supplies vacuum to bags make them. are available yeah those are available um and like all these people are like oh we're making masks and they're selling them and i'm like cool um a single layer double layer do they have a filter pocket and they're like what they're like what what do you mean a filter pocket? And I'm like, well, what the heck is the point of you making this? You're not even supplying like a filter pocket because you still have to put something in between there as well, because it's not an N95 mask. It's, you know, it's a homemade one. <laughs> so, so what, what I'm having Aaron do is we have, I luckily have a supply of N95s just because I was able to get through work and we're wearing cloth masks over those because uh, an N95 mask, when you wear it too long, you get about 150 hours or so before you can't breathe through it because it gets so congested, the, the filter. Just like your air conditioning filter, it can't push yeah. air through it. Yeah. So, you know, you know, if you can filter out the dirty stuff ahead of time over that, that's usually probably the best way to make something kind of reusable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got one more story here, and this is uh, specifically to our meth head addicts that are probably our UK listeners. Um, apparently, uh, the drug cartels are having a problem sourcing the products that they need to make methamphetamines in uh, down in Mexico, and it is impacting the meth production here in the United States. So look out for your meth friends, because they're not having a good time. Because uh, I'm assuming the prices of meth are gonna skyrocket, and they just won't be able to get the, uh, you know, the fix that they need. It says here that Mexican cartels are taking a hit as coronavirus is leading to shortages of meth and fentanyl as the chemicals can't be sourced from China. Criminal group Jalisco Cartel can no longer secure the chemical ingredients required to make the drug fentanyl, which are also supplied by China, according to Insight Crime. Uh, Sinaloa Cartel operatives, uh, operatives in Mexico told Vice this week that importing the chemicals they need to make methamphetamine and fentanyl has become harder and more complicated, which is creating a shortage and pushing up prices. And well, I, that makes sense because it's a vasodilator, which is what they would use to treat coronavirus that what are the ingredients yeah 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 uh they said production of methamphetamine and fentanyl is still happening he said but at lower rates than usual he said uh this is the drug cartel talking to all the meth heads we haven't stopped producing but the price of meth is getting pushed up because of the scarcity of chemicals from china transporting them uh transporting them this far is also getting much more expensive the cartel operative said so you know what's going to happen meth prices go up and who knows how much a lot of these meth heads make their money to begin with. But I'll tell you what, 
When the meth heads can't get their meth because they can't afford it, guess what's going up with that? Crime rates. You're gonna have meth heads like going through your garbage, trying to steal your bidet, all kinds of shit. This is just the beginning, people. I've seen a lot just less people mething around recently. You think so? I mean, what? what yeah, what? I mean, I'm still going to work every day, and so I travel through like the poorest areas of Long Beach as I go on the freeway. Uh-huh. I mean, I drive fast through those areas and put windows up and doors locked. But you know, I, I, as I drive through those areas, yeah, um, you see more homeless, but you can sense this uneasiness of. of from the community like to see homeless people practice social distancing is kind of weird to see yeah yeah it is and one more story that we're going to close this out with the top german doctor recommends whiskey to protect against covid19 while the world health organization vehemently disagrees dr jurgen rislin a lead doctor at the institute of virology at Saarland university in germany went on the record to say drinking whiskey can protect against covid19 and uh, I think that's definitely one report I can uh, get behind. Uh, while he was appearing on the morning show, Dr. Rislin was asked about whether or not drinking alcohol could kill any viruses a person may have. And he said, yes, of course, that's true. That was Dr. Rislin's response. And the higher the percentage of alcohol, the better, the, better, the better it is. For example, if you're a whiskey lover, then that certainly isn't a bad idea, he continued, while offering this bit of advice to pace yourself. But of course, you need to bear in mind that you can't do that every 15 minutes. That is something else to consider. Well, doctor, I think you are absolutely wrong because I could definitely drink a little whiskey every 15 minutes. And that is my coronavirus plan. In fact, where's my bottle of Maker's Mark? It's around here somewhere. I learned from a young age that alcohol kills germs. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, hey, can we talk about Dr. Drew real quick before we get out of here? Dr. Drew and his total yeah, reversal. Man. Quick, turn the screen there, huh? Now, Dr. Drew, hold on. Can I play this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I think I can actually play what Dr. Drew is saying. Let me let me get this phone hooked up to the fucking shit and all this other. I wasn't prepared for this, but Dr. Drew, who was one of the most vocal. Well, let's start first off talking about how like he was like the first one that like yeah. Yeah, he was like, one of the first like, doctors that was coming on. And, and Dr. Drew, I mean, uh, come on, let's name, we, we know Dr. Drew, we know Dr. Oz. How many other doctors are like mainstream? Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil, which he's he's a jackass, right? But uh, those are the three. And not a doctor. And he's not a doctor, okay. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to celebrity Hollywood doctors, Dr. Drew is definitely in that top list of five names that we recognize as Hollywood doctors. And for him to come out initially and slam the coronavirus and, and, and left and right saying it's no more, it's no more, we should be concerned about the regular flu and not the coronavirus, um, he, he just came out and blasted it for months, for months. He started back in January, February, um, and and he just here yesterday uh, started, or yesterday or the day before, he started releasing um, an apology and saying that he was wrong. But how much damage do you think that, that that was caused by a celebrity doctor? You know how many people, when I started talking about this coronavirus, right, when we were in the early stages, you know and how many people- Jake, I'll give you credit, Jake, for a second, stop you. You were way ahead of this. I, I mean- I, you were like, you were reporting this shit way before anyone else. I was talking about it in early January. Yeah, I was, and I was saying this is going to be a big deal. Um, hold on, let me let me get this. So here's Doctor Drew. Let me do this. Hold on. This is going to be worse than the flu. Okay, hold on. Let me rewind this. Way less. Here, here is all the Doctor Drew uh, uh, a, a compilation of what Doctor Drew is saying. Here we go. We predicted from the beginning that this is going to be worse than the flu. 
way less virulent than the flu. So it's we predicted from the beginning that this is going to be worse than the flu. Well, I fucked that up. Way less virulent than the flu. So it's a reminder that you're more likely to die of influenza. So go ahead and get your flu shots. Mild. Doesn't hurt anybody. That should be the headline. Way less serious than influenza. That's the headline. You know what the 2% lethality thing is you have there? Are you talking about the coronavirus thing? It's less than 2%. It's like 0.02%. Less dangerous than influenza. Less dangerous than influenza. Um, your probability of dying of coronavirus much higher being hit by an asteroid, I would say. The flu virus in this country is vastly more consequential, and nobody is talking about this that. This corona thing doesn't worry me it is, at all. It is a press-induced panic. I am angry about it. It is the flu. If you're under 65 and you get it, you're going to have the flu, and you're going to be fine. Oh my it's going to be just like the flu. It's going to be almost identical. Oh I, I can see it God. coming. The Americans in 2020 panic is to hoard toilet paper. You know, right. And, and, uh, and antibacterial gel. Right. In in response to the flu. It's right. A flu. And it's a different flu. And it's, if you notice, it's Corona 19, which means there's at least been 18 of these other ones. Oh, yeah. Go to the movies. Why do you think like the, the NBA now discussing the idea of playing without fans and UCLA today announcing that their sports are going to be without fans? I, I think that's a, I think that's a mistake. Should the Olympics be canceled? That's funny. Have you noticed yeah. less people out on the streets? Oh, absolutely. Less people in, in the trains, for sure. Well, they, they told them, uh, de Blasio told them not to ride the trains. And right. So they're not riding the trains. And and so I am. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Say we do have 100,000 deaths in the country. Remember, we get 30,000 deaths from the flu. This is going to be, we predicted from the beginning that this is going to be worse than the flu. So we'd have to at least have 30,000 deaths for it to be worse than the flu. Exactly. But do we wait till 20,000 people die and then start panicking? It's not going to happen. Okay. That's the point. It's not going to happen. I believe you. It's not going to happen. So hey, this is Jake from Radio 1. Okay, so, yeah, we don't need to hear me more. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Dr. Drew, in, in that compilation, you can really see that he was on every talk show. He was everywhere that he could possibly be preaching that this was not a big deal. But at the same time, I mean, how much – Dr. Drew, I believe he lives in New York right now. And, and if he would have came in from the get-go and said, hey, you know, this is – this is worse than what we are expecting. And if he would have made that, that, that used his platform from the beginning, especially in New York, to tell people, hey, just because the government's not requiring it, you might want to quarantine yourself or stay six feet away. How much of an impact do you think Dr. Drew has had on this? Because I'll tell you what, when I was talking about this, like I said early on, I, I swear most people's argument would come back to me is like, well, did you see what Dr. Drew said? Dr. Drew said it's not a big deal. Anyone? I'm right there. I'm hearing you. And that's the crazy part is like, it's like, it, it, it kind of goes back to like, you have to understand like what your social influence can do. And for him to take that stance was, I get what he was trying to do, but man, that was a risky move. And it kind of fucking blew up in his face. It sure as fuck did. And now it sure did. Dr. Drew is the guy that made that comp compilation. I ripped it before it got taken down and I reposted it. But the guy that made that compilation, Dr. Drew is trying to go after this guy legally because he's saying, oh, you're posting a video that has a bunch of copyright protected stuff from all these different shows that I was on. He's trying to shut it down. He's really trying to erase history. 
And he's already saying, he, he did make an apology, and he has said, well, we knew this was going to be bad from the beginning. Okay, fucking Donald Trump, you're a fucking medical doctor. You don't get that. Just because Trump is the president of the United States and we get we cut him slack because he's an idiot. First you up, don't get up, that I don't same, think he's a medical doctor. Oh, he's not. He's not. I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but I think he's a psychologist. Hey, yeah, thank you, Eric. Eric's looking it up for me. Uh, yeah, is yeah. it? Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, we're looking it up. Yeah, and I got another issue with every motherfucker that claims to be a... Oh, I just muted myself. Uh, I, I got another issue for all these guys that, that go on and pretend to be medical doctors on TV. Like you said, Dr. Phil's not a medical doctor and whatever. But, I mean, Dr. Drew, he, you know, where, where did he come up from? He came up from being on K-Rock with... Uh, who was he on? Was he on there originally? Adam Carolla. Yeah, but he was on there before when it was Poor Man and Dr. Love Drew, line. right? Yeah, Love Line with, with Poor Man and Dr. Drew. And then it went to... There was another guy, Ricky Rackman. Then it went. Then it went to yeah, Ricky uh, Rackman and and Doctor Drew. Drew. He's an MD. He is an MD. He's an MD. He went to SC uh, and he did his residency in Huntington Hospital up in uh, down in Pasadena. Yeah, and in part of his apology that he let out there, he said that he is he's signing up to make himself available to get into these hospitals and fight it on the front line. So I mean, bullshit. Well, that's what that's what he said. He, that's what he said. But I'll tell you what, man, I would feel like a jackass if I was Doctor Drew and I was spreading all this misinformation from the get go and using the, the the influence that he has to, to to let just people go on with your life, just do what you want to do. This is just the flu. Blah 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 blah. Man, I would feel like a piece of shit if I. I mean, do you think he really realizes how much of an impact he has on people's decisions and what they were doing during this time? He, he better, man. I, I mean, I shared with you guys earlier, like, you know, my brother, you know, just graduated with his doctorate from Oregon, got hired by the state of Ohio as a researcher and is on this new task force to predict deaths. And, oh, you know, geez. my brother, I mean, he's the smartest guy I know. And, and he's saying by April 15th, there'll be 80,000 people dead in America. Yeah, I've kind of I've kind of stopped checking the numbers every day. I mean, it's one of those things like we know it's bad. We know we know shit's going on. And it's not like I'm trying to bury my head in in the sand. But at the same time, this whole like just because you can constant focus on this 24 seven because it's all that's in the news. It's all that's on social media. What can you control if you're just doing that? You can't control it. You know what I mean? Like. It's not like it's not like I'm doing research to see whether I'm going to self quarantine or distance myself. I get it. I'm I'm staying home. And during like this week and the next week where we're supposed to hit the peak of this thing, I'm trying to do everything I can to stay home. Unfortunately, I have to make a trip out later this week. But I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. I don't need to. I don't need any more information to dictate my choices of what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm saying. So I have been. I have been following the more the more immediately local numbers for San Bernardino County because I happen to live in San Bernardino County, and uh, I have seen that now in my. Uh, immediate neighborhood it's jumped up to four people but at the same time we know the testing is bullshit and those numbers are really not reflective so no, 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 Jake, as you travel Seven. are you going to wear a mask I'm not going to I probably won't I'll, I probably won't wear a mask in my car but if I get outside of my car yeah if I have to get gas or something like that I'll be wearing a mask and gloves now with a job you're going to have to do you'll be wearing a mask all the time when you do it well, I am going to be in a room with uh, four or five other people, probably six. It's going to be less than 10. I know that. And uh, I am going to. Now, it's going to be mandated by the time you get down here that, that you will have to wear a mask. Uh, well, if it's mandated, I mean, actually, I should probably wear a mask regardless. I don't know. It's kind of hard to sit in a room all day. But, you know, at the same time. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I haven't what really about thought about that. the freaking nurses that have to wear them all day? Yeah. You don't wear a damn mask. And I will ask every single one of those persons there 
if you wore a mask. Otherwise, you're sleeping in the little baby trailer. And, and, the, and the reason why it slips into this conversation is because we all know about this social, the social stick. And I know that I'm going to be working with a couple guys that think this is way blown out of proportion. And I know I'm going to be working with a couple guys that are not going to be wearing masks. So I know that I will get ridiculed for wearing a mask. But at the same time, fuck it. I'll probably wear a mask. Oh, yeah? Just like that freaking old man who told his family that he didn't want to have his granddaughter's birthday party and the family insisted and he was the only one who freaking wore the mask and they all made fun of him and he was the only one who didn't get freaking sick. Yeah, the, yeah, that was a story coming out of Italy that Missy's referring to. So, yeah. Well, Jake, if you are coming down to my neck of the woods and you actually need a real mask, I got one for you. <laughs> I do, because the only thing that I have right now is a bandana folded over. I actually spent like no. a, a $85 online ordering a mask, but it hasn't even shipped out yet. So No, yeah. but I have, I, again, if you come down here, I got a real N95 you can have. Yeah, I'm going to have to stop by the, the nursery and uh, you can leave me one on the curb. That, that's that. That's as close as you get into my fucking house. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, well, that's it. I I think that's I think that's all we have to talk. What time? We've been going for like over two hours. I'm sure like 45 minutes of that was just all technical difficulties. But we've been going. Um, I'm gonna close this out. I think I can play this because I don't think it's it's copywritten. But there was this guy. It's kind of sad, but uh, he sat up, and I wish I could play the video, but I can't. Uh, but he sat up and he played a little song in like an empty. Uh, the, let me set the scenario. There's a piano in the mid- in the middle of an empty, very empty uh, train station in London, and he goes in there and he takes his his can of Lysol and he sprays the keys, and then he sings this song. So I am going to play that right now as we close it out. This is Jake from Radio Underland, and I will see you guys later. But take a listen to this. It's and a if pe- this song Good night, everybody. Make you cry, you don't have a heart. Well, I don't know it's about tear drink, but it's a beautiful song. Here we go. When I found myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comforts me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be.
not the only one I hope someday they'll join us And the world will be as one And the Is too. I see them bloom. 